0: Hi, this is Marlene, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Stories of the Supernatural. Whether you're watching a video or listening to a podcast, please like and subscribe to us so that you can get notification of when a new show is released. Links to videos or mp3 files can be found on MiamiGhostChronicles.com. Go to MarlenePardo.com for information on new book releases. I narrate several podcast series that can be found on major podcast platforms and can also be listened to via Alexa, Sonos, and other home systems. Look for Supernatural Storytime, for Scary Storytelling, Nightshade Diary for Classic Horror and Adventure Stories, Stories of the Supernatural for Interviews with Different Guests on the Show. If you want to get noteworthy news about the paranormal world, true crime, conspiracy stories, and anything that is just plain weird, you can visit Strange and Fiction Stories tab at MiamiGhostChronicles.com or find us on Blogspot. I want to thank you for being part of my audience, and I think you are all wonderful. Hi everybody, this is Marlene with Miami Ghost Chronicle Stories of the Supernatural. How's everybody doing? Good, I hope. I am doing great. Fantastic. Kind of. Um, I know a lot of people always follow me in my chicken world adventures. And right now I am nursing a busted up knee the other day because it's the rainy season here in Florida. And the uh, other day, as I, anybody that's had chickens will know that they kind of like decimate your grass and your vegetation. So in my chicken pen, it's mostly mud when it rains. And I was feeding them and I you know took a break from when it wasn't raining. I didn't realize just how muddy it was. And I did one of those, you know, when you're trying to like I'm about to eat it, and you're trying to keep your feet under you, and I did something to my knee. I don't know what I did, but whatever it was, it wasn't good. So I'm walking around like Quasimodo, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, that's one of the, right now I'm like, and I've got a thing, and I'm being convinced to go and take a, a whatchamacallit, a, I can't put weight on it, in other words, to go and take a get a CAT scan done on it because you know there's only so much ibuprofen you can take so yeah that's my adventures in chicken land yeah it wasn't the chickens themselves but taking care of the chickens that that's what brought it about uh but anyway guys let's get on to the good stuff the good stuff being who i have as a guest tonight and this is a gentleman who's been here before he's you guys love it when he comes on because he has great stories and i'm talking about mr alan pacheco now alan um what he does I mean he's he's an author, an investigator, metaphysician, he's a historian, he's a sag actor. He's born in Santa Fe and his all his family hail from that area for hundreds of years and but the interesting thing is that for many, many, many years he's done uh ghosts and history tours through Santa Fe. And um we were talking right before we started to record about what should we talk about because he's got some great stories, uh um, you know ghost stories historical legendary some you know some of these things sometimes are based in fact others you know the actual you know what what it's based on has been long gone but anyway uh before we go any further let me bring him on how are you doing today alan
1: hello hello Marlena. i'm doing fantastic i hope you get well i'm sorry to hear about yeah uh, i know i forgot to
0: mention i'm telling you it's like anybody would have been filming him it would have been hilarious i did everything that i could to keep my feet under me and i didn't eat it into the mud but um i i twisted my knee such a way i don't know what i did with it but all of a sudden i couldn't put weight on my leg on my you know my left leg on the knee and uh i'm telling you and i was like okay let me let a day go by maybe it's just you know you twist something yeah that's not going away so Uh, There we go. So, yeah, I'm walking around like, (laughs) because I I don't
1: want to put weight on it. So yeah. (laughs) Well, I tell you what, um, you know, if you feel something flapping inside there uh, uh, on the side or under at the bottom of your uh, kneecap there, then uh, you're going to have to go to a doctor and see. Well, I know.
0: The good thing is, is, if I'm sitting down, like right now I'm sitting, it doesn't hurt me okay, and if, like, it's it doesn't, it's not, you know, my sleep, it's not like it's hurting all the time, it's when I get up, and I put, like, the, your weight, you know, you distribute it between both your legs, that's when it. and nothing's, I, I know what you're saying, you know, like, did I, nothing, nothing in there, it just feels really sore, like, inside, and, um, yeah, it's, you know, when you get, go through a couple of days of it not getting better, and you're taking pain reliever, and all, it's just as, like, I can't afford to keep hobbling around, right. <laughs> you know, dragging a leg behind me. But yeah, yeah, that's one <laughs> of the that's that's one yeah, of the know, uh, joys of having a farm and chickens, I guess. You know, you don't think about base. I'm trying to keep my feet under me in a mud pie because that's what yeah. it was. And well, dragging
1: uh, your foot behind you, huh? that's yeah, that's good. what I'm saying. I, I was I'm like Quasimodo, master, master, whatever the bells, whatever, because
0: that's what I feel like.
1: Well, man. I tell you what, if you get a, a monkey's paw. In
0: the oh, mail, no. <laughs> well, you know what? What? Oh, that's a whole nother show. <laughs> the monkey I, the know, monkey I know, I know, I <laughs> know. Now, let me tell you something. Don't whatever you do, don't get that third wish. Whatever. Yeah. Um. So anyway, as I was explaining to the audience, Alan, you've been doing this for many years. Uh, you're you you know you're an actor. You're a SAG actor. You've been doing these tours for many years. So you've heard of all these different stories whether the ghost stories are historical and um you right before we started we were talking about a house and i said stop it we, I, you got to tell this story when we're recording
1: okay now we're we talking about the house of the brujas or the house of the hundred dogs
0: oh my god any mine. We
1: let's go to the house of the brujas how's that Go, go with that let's go oh okay for for well, those
0: of you who don't speak spanish that's the house of the witches
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, we want to be soft about it, uh, yeah. curanderas, curanderas. Curanderas, right, exactly. But, but these, these, were, these were witches. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, since September of last year here in Santa Fe, and maybe all around the USA, uh, we, uh, paranormal activity has been spiking, and I've never seen it uh, like this before. Now, there's been some spikes in, in the past, but nothing as, how do you say, as wicked as what's been going on, and uh, you know, cliché is all hell's about to break loose.
2: Mm-hmm. Well,
1: here goes into this. I'll tell you a little bit of the background of this of this house and the story, and then about this photo that I took, and uh, it this is dovetails into the story. Uh, the witch's house is the oldest house in the USA, the house of the brujas, and according to lore, legend, facts, everything, you know, lies, half-truths. When the Spaniards got here, this was, this uh, this this mud, uh, wooden house was where the cacique and the witch doctors lived. Now, that's logical, because okay. next door is going to be the kiva, and a kiva is going to be this huge room in the ground where the witch doctors will be doing their invokings, their blood rites, etc. here. So, okay, Uh, history goes along, the Spaniards get here, then the Spaniards get driven on out, then they come back uh, again in 1692. So, 1692 into the 1700s, this house that used to be the witch doctor's house, the cacique's house, this becomes a house of two brujas, two witches, and, of course, in those days, Spanish culture, specifically here in the Southwest, um, if you are a young lady of money, you have no choice in the matter of who you're going to get married to. Mm-hmm. Papa picks the groom. And there was this man by the name of Juan Espinosa. And Juan Espinosa had no money and lived here in Santa Fe and was in love with a wealthy young lady so he buys a talisman from these two brujas and his game plan is that he's going to hand it to her and she's going to be emboldened and she's going to elbow papa and mama and magic's going to happen and Juan Espinosa is going to get picked to be the groom now I can go into other type of details about where he lived or and all this kind of stuff I just want to get to the guts of the story here okay. so uh... it doesn't work uh, because he doesn't have any money, and you know, another story is that he's very uncouth. Now, he comes back very, very angry to the brujas, and he has a new game plan. He is going to take out his number one rival and any future rivals by way of hemlock. Uh, he's going to poison his his, his uh, foes. Okay. But the brujas do not sell him the hemlock. Again, different stories, the most logical. He doesn't have enough coin to buy it. Right. Uh, So he's going to take this venom no matter what. But these are two tough old brujas. So hands fly, furniture flies, and uh, he ends on up thrashing them, and as one gets thrown into another part of the building there, another part of the room, uh, the other one gets comes up behind him with a dagger, a uh, butcher knife, and gets him either in the neck or in the head and uh, kills him. Now, what they do is they end on up decapitating his head and cursing it, and they throw it outside of the house. And this house still exists here in Santa Fe. And they throw it onto this road, and the road, since Wild West days, Is called the Old Santa Fe Trail. That's that famous... uh, Right, okay, I've heard of that. Okay, but today it's paved. Okay, so during rainstorms with lightning, and this goes back to, what, like 50 years ago, people every now and then would say that they would see the decapitated head of Juan Espinosa for split-second, nanoseconds, just very, very short time span, there on Old Santa Fe Trail and be there or it would roll or s- and then disappear. Okay, so a lot of people say, oh, balderdash, no, 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 such thing. Okay, well, there may be something to that story. About eight weeks ago, I'm doing a midnight tour. Now on my tours, I got all kinds of gadgets and stuff, you know, uh, uh, for ghosts and energy, See if I can photograph them. See if I can uh, get them to appear, etc. Okay, so I'm going down this pathway, and this pathway is behind the oldest house. I mean, the, the Brujas house. And uh, I, for, for the first time, I use some green laser. And I'm not going to go into details about how I use green laser, but nevertheless, I. Uh, but the people on the tour—I do private
2: tours—they're
1: mm-hmm. uh, ghost ghost-o-meters, and we got all kinds of them. Uh, and uh, they start going wild all at once. And you know, look at this. Uh, can you believe this? And and you know, what what did you do, Alan? What what? So I start taking photos, and I take photos, and what do I get in on one of my snapshots? The face or the head of a tough, mean-looking man who looks like oh. a conquistador, like the days of Juan Espinosa. Uh-huh. And I mean, this is one of these guys, you look at him and says, ah, he's in the mood not to take any prisoners. And uh, it's people that have seen the photo say, oh, that's got to be a fake. Well, it's the best photo I've ever taken of that type. Now, I've taken some ghost photos in the past, but this one looks so good, it looks like something out of a wax museum. So the point being about this, well, is this the ghost, the, 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 the spirit of Juan Espinosa? Or it could be the spirit of some other Spanish conquistador that got killed uh, sure. to the north of, uh, uh, of the Brujas house. But I'm thinking that this haunting has transferred from old Santa Fe Trail to this other area okay. because witches, modern-day Brujas, uh, Luciferians, etc., have been doing all kinds of invokings uh, in the in this area that I'm talking about. And <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, yeah, wow. I, I'll, I'll tell you something. else here too, and this is so damn good. I mean, you can say, "Well, you're really uh, making this on up." No, this is the truth. So I'm doing another midnight tour. And I'm walking on. I, I guess I shouldn't be telling because because I'm going to get people into trouble. For okay, I'm walking down this area in the vicinity of uh, where this. Uh, the invokings happen with modern day witches in the area where this uh, head I took a picture of the space was. And I'm walking with this group and I'm doing my midnight tour. And how this lane works, um, you know, there's wall, fence, you know, there's trees. theres uh, I'm being as big as I can be. And because okay. I don't want people to get, go on over there. But the thing about this is we turn the corner, we start to go down where this corner is. And out from beyond this this, uh, kink in in, in the lane there, uh, this guy, uh, Devil Worshipper, Warlock, he has the Ringo Star haircut. He's got (laughs) the uh, black pullover, Anton LaVey smock, the, the, the black pants. He's got wearing something silver around his neck. Well, he peers around. Uh, about three fourths of his body, you're able to see, and he's just really shocked that we're coming on down this pathway. I don't know what he was doing with his invokings in there, but uh, he sees us, and uh, uh, instead of trying to play it cool, he just yeah, bolts out a tour the- <laughs> group. <Holy> yeah, <laughs> he just bolts out down the uh, uh, not past us, but down the other direction on over there. So you know, there's this other guy next to me, and he's built like a tank, and he's got the <laughs> he's got the uh, uh, camera to his eye. And I turned to him. Did, did you get that? Did you see him? Did you see him? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, Alan. I saw it all, but I I, I didn't record it. I, I got too frightened. And I thought to myself, Yeah, man, look at you. You're you're like built like an NFL linebacker. You're you're all show, no go. I mean, yeah, <laughs> like man, Just in case. Just in case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. So that's what I'm th- t- uh, talking about about this head. And this is a, a new, how do you say, uh, chapter in my future memoirs. I think that this haunting, I now will say that this, uh, gosh, what do you want to call it, uh, well, energy mm-hmm. is no longer there uh, on the old Santa Fe Trail. It's in another location that's moved, and that does happen every now and then. You do have a haunting that's going to move X amount of uh, yards, et cetera, a distance from where it, or the original haunting was, why that happens, I'm not really too sure it could be from the invokings of them okay. bringing it on over to a different place uh, that can't happen
0: do you think that they're do, that the people that are going in there casting spells or whatever they're doing it because that house originally was supposed to be la Casa de las brujas the house of the brujas is that why or? well
1: yeah well it's not only that but it's also uh, even if they don't know it. Uh, there's people that are that good into uh, the dark arts.
2: Mm-hmm. that they
1: Feel the energy. Even people that are with the angels, they'll go on into this place, into this, into the oldest house, and uh, they'll say, "Wow, I'm really, I'm really uncomfortable on over here. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm getting heart palpitations. Uh, I, I'm, something just touched me, Alan. I got this one picture of this one journalist from years ago when newspapers were king, mm-hmm. and she's inside this one room, and one of the rooms is where you know the story is about where they used to uh, uh cook the children and there she's in there and all of a sudden you know she uh, something touches both of her elbows Meow uh-huh. and i happen to get have my camera there and uh, there she is in you know complete shock of what was that that just touched my elbows yeah that that whole area okay. is uh is, is 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 chock full with energy going back to pre-columbian day and okay even modern day, there's murders uh, in the streets uh, beyond the house. There, there's there's an energy there that is uh, okay. uh, contaminates people.
0: Right. So there's something about the land itself, is what you're saying.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: That predates even that story. So maybe they chose it themselves for a reason to begin with.
1: Well, exactly because uh, there's there's a reason. There's energy there that that uh, Santa Fe, this area. There are certain locations uh, that uh, you have energy, and uh, it can be, well, for lack of better words, a doorway to hell, a doorway to another dimension, or ground that has absorbed a lot of negativity. There's energy lines, or for lack of a better word, ley lines, like Tesla lines, these natural lines in the earth. And yeah, so that's how come certain areas uh, you have structures going back to pre-Col- pre-Columbus Day and uh, because the Indians knew that this was a place where they could supercharge mm-hmm. their kachinas, their deities, their cocoa uh, for their invokings. And that's what we have. That's another reason why we have so much UFO activity and we have the missing here and we have so many occultists that come here. And, and, and for those, you know, uh, that... Well, Santa Fe is. um, New Orleans is going to claim this. Los Angeles is going to claim that. But I'm going to say that Santa Fe, uh, in certain aspects, is the most haunted city in the USA, and the area around Santa Fe uh, bet money on it.
0: Well, I'm thinking because the Santa Fe Trail itself, people don't realize a lot of people would use it to on their way out to California. I mean, so it saw a lot of. How can I tell you? Um, History. I mean, a lot of people used it. It wasn't just the people that lived there.
1: Right. Well, yeah, and the history that, for example, um, Santa Fe uh, gets the best and the worst of people that, you know, (laughs) uh, uh, of the world that come to Santa Fe. Mm -hmm. Okay, and uh, it doesn't have to be even paranormal or, or stories about ghosts On over here. Santa Fe this is where world history changed of all the places in the world it's Santa Fe this is where uh, Soviet spies stole the secrets to the atomic bomb in 1945 the the Manhattan Project Uh, this is hallowed ground for the KGB this is the greatest victory of all time over Uncle Sam it happened here in Santa Fe you have all kinds of things be it historical that you can prove or uh, things uh, from the paranormal that people say, yeah, sure, uh, I'm from Missouri, show me. No, right. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, you name it, it happens here in, in, in Santa Fe. For example, uh, gosh, I'm going to say how many months, about four and a half months before the uh, Tate LaBianca murders, mm-hmm. uh, Charlie Manson and the gang were here in town. Uh, let's see what else here. Uh, really? I didn't know it?
0: that. I didn't know yeah. that because you always hear everything about them having, sur- California, everything was in L.A. Right. Well,
1: you, you you see, Santa Fe was uh, the Hate Ashbury of the Southwest. Hate Ashbury, for those who don't know, was the commune area of San Francisco in the 1960s. So you had all kinds of uh, communes here, and you had yeah, you know, dirt poor hippies, and you had some very very wealthy ones here with their followers. And again, too, more about you know, conspiracy Santa Fe here is they're always talking about sunshine acid, LSD, and that is an acid. Do you want me to go down that story there? there or do you want Yeah, to yeah whatever, oh, sure. Oh, okay. Well, sunshine acid uh, is was a drug that's going to try to eliminate your <laughs> tendencies to do things. In other words, it's going to be like the Manchurian candidate type of drug. In other words, you take this and you will be... Uh, more easily manipulated to do this, to do that, that you wouldn't uh, want to do. And they're going to say that the uh, sunshine acid drug was uh, sold uh, in Los Angeles right. and that uh, the people that made it, well, they were financed by the CIA, and the people that were running it, they had mysterious debts. And they're going to say the first, how do you say, uh, mass uh, experiment to see how well this is in getting people to be, uh, well, docile slick am am I breaking up on you no 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 you're fine you're good okay Uh, is would be Woodstock in August 69 oh yeah okay well they released that on over there and uh, that was uh, part of their experiment however uh, the first uh, how do you say uh, prototype trial runs in small quantities where did that happen Santa Fe, New Mexico. See, Santa Fe has all kinds of things going on in from, okay, MK Ultra, uh, 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 gosh, you know uh, uh, to CIA, FBI, spies, ghosts, UFOs, uh, you name it, it happens on happen Santa there, Fe. Huh? Yeah. I mean, I love this town. It's like being a, a fan of the Cleveland Indians. I mean, you can't get any yeah. better than that.
0: Exactly. Yeah, you've got
1: whatever it is, what whatever
0: flavor you're looking for, you're going to find it there.
1: Yeah, and uh, that's one of the things about this. So, yeah, so Santa Fe is, uh, if you really, you know, want to start digging on into it, uh, it's up to its neck in paranormal haps uh, to, to uh, you know, uh, Conspiracy type of stuff, like you'd find in a Graham Greene novel, or like in that movie Casablanca with Humphrey Bogart. Everything goes on in the casino and in the bar. Right.
0: Yeah, it's the center. And see, and you know, it's that question: what comes first, <clears throat> the chicken or the egg? Did all these things, the crossroads, was there because of maybe certain energies that are already there to begin with?
1: Bingo! Uh, give yourself a cigar. Give that woman a cigar. Yes. There, uh, the energies on over here. Are were here before humans uh, got here. Uh, in other words, you have okay the ground. Okay, there's an energy on earth. A lot of people say, well, it's got to be the light because that's how come there's so many artists that come on over here and they say that the art always, the light always changes. Well, that's true. The light is always changing here, and that's how come you have uh, the land of Buena Vista, the land of uh, good views and Disney-esque type of uh, sunsets, uh, but and energy, light. Uh, there's different vibrations to it. If you want to, you know, really get into the metaphysical or into you know PhD type of level of uh, religion, etc. Of, of what sounds evoke or, and the colors. You have different types of sound qualities, and um, you know the sound of the spheres and uh, the, or to say the music of the spheres. And then with this energy here, it's going to be drawing the very best and the very worst. And it was one of the things that I do in um, lectures or even future podcasts and on, on tours. Uh, a lot of people don't know what Santa Fe means. It's been you, of course, you're, you're, you're Latina, so I'm, I'm Latino. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, uh, uh, Cubano, Cubana uh, is Santa Fe, for those who don't speak Spanish, it's going to mean holy faith. And the Spaniards got here. They found out this is one of these wonderful places in the world where if you do your prayers, you know, within five minutes, you're going to f- be feeling the, the the wonderful energy of Big G, uh, the angels mm-hmm. you know, around you in your orations. And then for modern times in the 1960s, we had some very wicked people from Hollywood. Uh, yes, Hollywood. Yes. And uh, they came on up here. And, of course, who is there they're they're not going to the white light they're going to uh, the dark energies uh, uh the evil ones the evil one and uh they're luciferians and what do they find out now what's their holy faith okay well and they find out that the telephone line works both ways so that's how come we have the very best and the very worst coming out of santa fe is uh, even going back to wild west days and you go into the archives and they're going to say, "Wow, this is the noisiest town that there is with all the bells ringing because of all the churches here." Yeah, but nowadays, I mean, it's kind of <laughs> you're going to have a, a you name it every variety of uh of of, of darkness here in this town. I mean, it's, it's 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 well, I mean, you're not going to find that in any other place in the world of of what you've got here. I mean, as far as uh different types of uh uh, light or negative spiritualists or spirituality. Right.
0: Well, the when you said that thing about Hollywood, weren't there certain even, um, they, they filmed a lot of movies or didn't they have sets out there also?
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, many different sets that they filmed. Uh, there's still some uh, sets here in, outside of town, um, the Eves Ranch, the Bonanza Ranch. And one of the things, unfortunately, is that if you see some of the movies that were filmed here in the 40s, 50s, or 60s, uh, you're going to get great panorama mm-hmm. of the area outside of Santa Fe. But now you can't do that because a lot of these hills, mountains have been bought by the uh, extremely wealthy, and, of course, you're going to see a modern house up on that hill. So for example, if you ever see the movie uh, Hang 'em High, that Clint Eastwood western yeah. Uh huh. Okay, that's filmed right outside of Santa Fe. Mm-hmm. And uh, the panorama that you see in that movie, you can't do that nowadays because of uh, the houses up in the mountains or in the hills. It doesn't example, quite fit in. Fr- you
0: have to CG them out, you know, do some CG
1: work. Yeah. You know. well, no, you don't do that. What they do is they just uh, do a different camera angle. I was on this one terrible movie. Uh, <laughs> what was it? It was called. I shouldn't even give it credit. It was a Western. It was. Um, uh, well, there was a couple of them. <laughs> uh, one was, wh- I guess it was, what was it called? Uh, Return to Lonesome Dove. And, I know,
0: uh, I I've heard of that. Yes. Okay,
1: I, I got fired. Well, I got fired off of that one, and I got. Uh, there was another one called Wanted, Dead or Unalive. Whatever. No, anyway, the point <laughs> being about this is, is these movies of uh, westerns were, um, uh, you know, they couldn't use the the pan that. Uh, Don Siegel or whoever you uh, shot the movie in '68, or other people used uh, Delmer Davies and other movies that like in Cowboy in '58. We uh, cannot use that anymore because of the uh, glare of the windows and roofs up in the mountains on over there. So that's uh, that's going to ruin the
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that 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 this is back in the 1800s look is going to be gone. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? And it's, what was it? The other day, I was watching this old John Wayne movie, Stagecoach, which is kind Uh of well known, you know, and it has a lot of the, you know, you see this little stagecoach traveling through this panoramic view of the desert and the monument. I think it's Monument Valley or something. Yeah. So I understand kind of what you're saying that these areas that there was nothing out there when they shot the movie, they could do it because it was just the middle of nowhere. And they, Probably they had to reshoot that film, it'd be like, n- not not maybe the yeah. way it was.
1: Yeah, Lee did that uh, uh, movie out in Utah, and there's some areas there that are still going to, how to say, uh, be part of a national park so you're safe mm-hmm. there, but the other parts, yeah, you're not going to. And that's one of the bad things about this. I mean, there's good and bad. I mean, uh, I've met a lot of wonderful people that have moved here, uh, and I've met a lot of bad people that have moved here, uh, but yeah. Nothing ever, one of the things our culture is that things are always going to stay the same. No, they're not going to stay the same. And uh, things change, people move on in, and uh, it's never going to be like it was with the old days. Like there's places that I used to be able to go explore ghost towns and Mm -hmm. uh, stuff like this I cannot get to anymore because either they've been knocked on down or they're uh, on private property and the heiress to uh, XYZ fortune has... All these guards there. You know that yeah. I'm telling you about the the creepiness here. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sound, this place sound like it's uh, you know the pit <laughs> of hell. No, it's not. It's it's a, it's a wonderful place. Uh, I, 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 I I strongly uh, our 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 mayor. You know, forget about him, uh, Alan Weber. I mean, he, he's, he's you know, uh, he Sim curses his Webber. I mean, he's he's he, one of the things about that was. He, and I, I guess I shouldn't get into politics, but you mentioned something, and just something just triggered uh, about this guy with about the wrecking of our uh, 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 pinnacle, our obelisk uh okay. in the middle of our city. But I want to get back to uh, uh, sinister type of stuff, other type of sinister things. For example, uh, outside of Santa Fe to the southwest, uh, this is where the Zorro Ranch was. This is where okay. Epstein was. You know, uh, Epstein, the Lolita Express. Yes,
0: that's right. That's right. Yes. He had the, uh, that ranch or something out there, right?
1: Right. Yeah. And so, again, too, I mean, of all the places where to, 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 to drop anchor and uh, have his, uh, um, well... Yeah, well, yeah, what, yeah. it's whatever you yeah, want. I'll, I'll, yeah, well, the thing about that's more sinister than that. It's not only blackmailing uh, polit- politicos for what mm-hmm. goes on there with underage women there, but he's also uh, involved with another group that they're trying to build a silicon body, and they're trying to get the life force to be transferred into that uh, silicon body, so these people of, of, you know, the likes of like uh, Gates and Musk mm-hmm. and these type of characters can be immortal and live in this world. And Almost like, like a God. Frankenstein kind of thing? Yeah, and that's what this is all about. Now, And I'll tell you something on else here, too. This is... Uh, there's, there's something about this. You see, this has been going on for um, uh, for longer than we think. If you go to this movie... See, Stanley Kubrick, the famous director, he yes. got in a lot of trouble, and maybe he was uh, wiped on out after he tried to expose what's going on with Illuminati. Right, with the right, movies. and a
0: lot of people have commented on that.
1: Okay, well, I- if you watch that movie, Eyes Wide Shut, mm-hmm. you're probably going to say, oh, it's not a very good movie. But if you know what he's trying to do as far as showing you the aspects of the Illuminati say, wow, this is a wonderful movie. And, and if you go into it ignorant, you're not going to know what he's, what he's getting at. In other words, you've got to have a little bit of a base foundation. Okay, well, we talked about uh, Epstein, and I don't believe that he was suicided. I think he was murdered inside the jail there in New York because he he's going to spill the beans of a, so he could uh, get a lighter sentence. Well, anyway, in Kubrick's movie... Lolita, that's a movie, it was made like in 62 or 63, mm-hmm. and it's about, you know, an uh, uh, underage girl with uh, uh, older men, uh, that type of movie. What do the, Where does Lolita end on up in? At a ranch outside of Santa Fe. Are you kidding me? Go on to <laughs> YouTube and watch the movie or see a, a clip of it. In other words, James Mason is talking to the uh, actress who plays Lolita, the Lolita, uh-huh. and uh, yeah. And where did you go after this with this with uh, with Peter, uh, uh, the Peter Sellers character? And she talks about uh, oh, there was this ranch outside of Santa Fe, and uh, you know, <sighs> artists and wealth. You know, all this kind of stuff. She says yourself, see, there's Santa Fe is like a uh, a wedding cake of so many layers, and right. it goes back decades and decades of yeah. All just that of the,
0: people lose that thread, like what yes. you just pointed out. That people, t- because it's happened, that that connection, so many years have gone by.
1: Yeah. And, and you yeah, know, back in the 60s, all kinds of things were happening here. Uh, 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 again, too, is debaucherous, but in a different way. Mm-hmm. In other words, where, uh, again, too, uh, depending on which, if you're with the good or with the bad, and the mixture and uh, the energy here and the people that come here uh, yeah there was people from uh, big wheels inside the uh, rock and roll business that were here with their communes and and followers and all kinds of stuff be it from uh, mama cast to uh, mackenzie of uh mamas and papas i uh, forget mm-hmm. what his first name was yeah uh, so yeah so uh drug dealing uh the 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 steering of america the wrong way with uh, luciferianism uh, uh island of dr morrow and now we're that much more advanced because of uh of what we have with uh, cloning uh yes. or with gene splicing and then with that we also have the phenomena of <coughs> cattle mutilation here yes uh, you yeah, that's uh, you name it, it happens here in San Francisco. I've gotten us way off ghost. Well, I'm no, sorry and, there. And, and you know what? No, no. It's
0: a matter of fact that I'm going to interject this because you mentioned Epstein. You know, even though this is a little, you know, today, was it? Yeah, today or today, they, I don't know if you're familiar with that um, gentleman by the name of Jan, uh, John McAfee, that back in the 80s, he developed the McAfee uh, virus protector. To make a long story short, the, the guy was, he was a really weird guy. Uh, unusual um it was like this guy was he was of uh, his own legend he lived a very unusual life traveled around the world make a long story short about uh two years ago he was uh they arrested him in spain and the united states have been trying to extradite him for of all things tax evasion you know it reminds you of the uh uh oh my god this gangster guy shoot my mind just went blank Al on Al Capone, you know, what was it yesterday
1: or a couple of days? The I know where this is going. I know. I know what you're going to say. I you know, he, dead, he killed himself. No well, they, I don't think he did. Well, but no, yeah, no. But you it. know
0: what? It's really funny because now they're already calling it. He Epstein himself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, when like uh, uh, the pop culture thing. It's already uh, Epstein's already acquired that. Epstein, as in sure he committed suicide, uh-huh, okay, yeah, we'll go with that.
1: Yeah, no, this guy, uh, Mac whatever his name was, uh, he had uh, uh, too many cards to play to get himself a better deal. And the, that's, uh, what him, heard. Yeah, that's what I've Yeah, and heard. they offed him to, uh, yeah, it's, uh, that's, that's what they'll do, and that's what they did to Epstein. And uh, I'm really surprised that uh, uh, his uh, cohort, uh, Lady Galine, is mm-hmm. still alive.
0: Let me tell you something, keeping her under wraps, I haven't heard much about her. And she, I I would think she would know, for lack of a better word, where the bodies are buried. And I think that, um, I don't know, it makes you wonder, did they bring her in more for her own safety, uh, more than she maybe even thinks? Because some of these people, you could, I'm thinking that in those circles, you could be very well protected until the one day that you being alive is more of a liability than it's worth. And right. all of a sudden, that protection uh, is not there anymore. Yes, yeah. so, but no, I haven't heard anything else about her. But that when you said that thing about Epstein and this thing happened with John McAfee, and uh, supposedly it was same thing. This man, I've not said, "Hey, I'm not." He said it. I'm not going to kill myself. I'm not suicidal. Um, he, and you could tell they said his his personality and everything was. He didn't look like this depressed guy who's any minute. And oh, there you go. Hung himself in his uh, s- uh, cell in uh, Spain. There
1: you go. Yeah. What a oh,
0: too bad. What's that thing? Dead men tell no tales.
1: Yeah, that's that's what it uh, comes on that to and you say to yourself, okay. I mean. Uh, <laughs> all right, Jose, okay, Juan, uh, you're, you're okay. here and you're going to get, you know, double bonus pesos yeah. here or whatever and you just right. stay there on that stool there and yeah. you watch him and nothing bad's going to happen right. on over here. Yet. Yeah, Yeah. exactly and that's,
0: yeah. I don't know, they're going to investigate this, yeah, okay, if it's, if it's anything like the investigation that's supposedly done with Epstein, it's like that's not going to go anywhere quickly. Yeah. And of cu- that wasn't even in the United States, this was in Spain, so, yep. Yeah. I yeah, think, that's <laughs> so, but getting back to your original thing that you said about, you know, Epstein and that he had that ranch out there. You know, because everybody always focuses and just remembers the island. and They don't realize that he had more than one place that he was using. Well, yeah.
1: See, there's all kinds of, of, of uh, uh, stories on over here about who came on over here and mm-hmm. what was going on. And they talk about Billy Jeff Clinton and uh, him on the Lolita Express. Right. Well, Yeah. Well, 30 sometimes. Well, how about the <laughs> Zorro Ranch? Okay, and I'll, I'll go into another one. There was this one. Now, again, too, this is where there's smoke, there's fire. Yes. But there was this, uh, I'll tell you, there was this other movie that yeah, it really got chopped to pieces. It had a, a, a great potential. And uh, it was uh, called uh, Love Ranch. And it was kind of, a, well, it was a s- story kind of based on fact of um, um, doings and nevada uh at a bunny ranch back in the mid-70s this is the oscar Bonavina story the boxer who fought Muhammad ali the argentine anyway the thing about this is, is during that time um you know the stories about uh, billy jeff clinton and he's uh having an affair and he's having another affair and where is he at and i thought to myself okay well <laughs> and all these stories and you understand about the zorro ranch and about lolitas and uh, so yeah, so uh, yes. dig into that, and there were some other high-profile characters there at that time. Uh, yeah, so uh, the 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 islands, the tip of the iceberg. What they should have done is 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 gone into this area here, and uh, yeah, literally, you know, uh, the rose garden is littered with bodies.
0: <laughs> That's right. It looks real pretty on the outside, you know, like <laughs> on the top, but then yeah, yeah. but yeah and it's you know what and 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 i've heard talk about this in other areas where certain places just like you said the good and the bad but when the bad shows up it's like damn uh it's it's um and and then when you research or you tie in you know this and this and you see well there's a pattern here yeah there's there's something here that brings these type of people in for some reason
1: yeah the very best and the very worst and uh, that's uh, uh, what we got here. And um, there to, uh, gosh, to the west of um, the um, Lolita Zorro Ranch uh, is uh, some ruins uh, okay. that go back before, uh, well, to Columbus era, and then beyond that.
2: Mm-hmm. And again,
1: to all kinds of stories about blood rites from those ruins. and. Um, yeah. It, so again, too, you know, what are the invoking? And the energy was still here, and it's getting modern-day people that are, you know, perhaps you know, getting. And, and I, I do believe this because what we see now with our, uh, the, you know, Biden and the gang and the the rest of these people is that uh, uh, the upper crust—you can call them Illuminati or whatever—but mm-hmm. they're not that smart. But they're, they're they're able to wreck our economy and they're able to try to uh, how do you say try to shape our. Uh, a society, and it's as if they're getting instructions from off-world intelligence. Because if you look at Mao, you look at Joe Stalin, I mean, these guys, these guys are, 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 are peanut-sized intellectually compared to Joe Stalin and Mao. But, you know, but yet they're able to do all of what they're doing right now. It just doesn't make sense. It's like they're getting a, a beam of intel from, like I say, some Luciferian energy from off-planet
0: yeah or you know like they say the 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 power behind the throne kind of deal it's not what it looks like you know almost like the wizard of oz you know right um there's something really going on behind the scenes that which is really running the show and i think i think most it's pretty apparent to most people and and it's some people unfortunately it's like you know hang on tight for the ride because it seems like you know in, and i want to say you know, in, in getting back, you know, as a matter of fact, that, that stagecoach movie, you know, at the, the end, you know, the cavalry rides in and saves everybody. And I think a lot of people in real life are waiting for that moment, not realizing that's not the way it works. You're going to have to figure this out on your own. You're going to have to be
1: the cavalry yourself. Second Amendment, baby. Second yes. Amendment. Yes. yes. People yes. out there, the cavalry, you are the cavalry. You're right. going to have to uh, save the day yourself. And As a matter uh, of fact,
0: uh, what was it a couple of days ago? I heard that Smith and Wesson uh, passed a billion-dollar year of sales. A billion dollars—that mm-hmm. was like that's a lot, a lot yeah. of money—and that's driven mostly. I want to say I hate to say it, but it's fear. Okay, this is not just driven by people buying weapons for hunting for example you know like hey no th- unfortunately i think it's fueled because a lot of people are scared they're scared they're seeing things that scare them and they're like ah, uh, you know what maybe i've never owned a firearm before in my life but i can't take any chances with myself my f- safety my f- the safety of my family and that that's a shame because that that sh- we shouldn't be have to live with that kind of fear you know mm-hmm. Especially now, in nowadays in the United States, come on.
1: Yeah, well, you know, with uh, them, with the powers that be, that they're emasculating the police oh, yeah. department, and yes. they're letting, uh, uh, like our monument uh, there in the plaza, be destroyed. Right. You mentioned uh,
0: something that they that they destroyed one of your um, that they did. Yeah, you guys had something yeah. there. How old was that monument, by the way?
1: It goes back to eighteen sixty six, wow. and it's to commemorate uh the uh, Civil War, there was this battle that was fought outside of Santa Fe and he used to well they call it the Gettysburg of the West. Have you ever seen that movie that shoot 'em on up, the, the um, Clint Eastwood movie with Lee Van Cleef and yes, it's called the Good, the Bad and the Ugly? Of yeah. course. Yeah, okay. Well, that's based upon the battle that was fought outside of Santa Fe. Okay. So that obelisk was there. And it also commemorated the American soldiers that fought uh, uh, against the American Indians uh, with the wagon trains. So up until nineteen, I'm going to say they say seventy-four, but it was I think seventy-one when this happened. Uh, I was I, w- I was around when that happened. Uh, was there was a plaque and it said sa- uh, to the soldiers that fought the savage Indians. Well, people did said, oh, well savage that's that's too tough so he took that away and okay. that, was, that was chiseled on out that was taken away but i mean you know yeah you look at it uh, they were savage i mean call it like it is i mean there was uh, has, has not anybody ever heard of uh, la comancheria the kingdom yes. of the comanche i mean yes. they're raising hell not only with uh, the whites but with other uh, american indians you have the the wars between the navajo and the Utes. Yeah, right. you have. Uh, and I'm. I'm like I told you at the beginning of the show. I'm. I'm a breed. I, I'm. I'm Apache. And uh, yeah. So I mean, this type of stuff of this, uh, PC politically correct. So you get these outsiders who come on in, and then we got this worthless uh, garbage as a mayor, uh, Alan Weber, who's from Portland, Oregon. He was the right hand man of that pedophile Goldschmidt, who uh, who uh, was uh, was a mayor of Portland and a one of the high ranking people of the uh carter administration and he was mm-hmm. the one that was raping that 13 to 17 year old girl uh you know y- it was a terrible right thing. Well, anyway yeah well anyway so uh the the outsiders come on in and they said we got to get rid of this statue and of course we're thinking that they have uh, been there
0: for over 100 years
1: yeah 162 years and uh, then uh, the police are saying no and then uh, uh, the mayor uh, el wimpo says uh, stand down police and uh, then, uh, you know, uh, they, they topple the statue with ropes and everything on else. Now, the yeah. police should have stopped them. Now, back in 1970, when we tried this once before, but this was not as well financed with the Soros people, et cetera, here. I mean, uh, yeah, the Santa Fe police went out there. There was tear gas. And, you know, hey, man, you want to rumble? Uh, here we are. And uh, even canceled the fiesta. So, yeah, that's, that's what's going on here. I mean, we got... Uh, I don't even know how we got in. <laughs> well, no, you know what? Because we're talking about you know
0: all the unusual things, and you know what? Sometimes <laughs> it's like, because see, you, you, like you said, you, you you've lived there, your your family, your origins are from there, so you know all the stories behind the stories, the backstory to the stories. You yeah. really know what's going on. It sounds uh, like which... we're at a bar drinking here, <laughs> going all over the place. we nothing going to go. Okay. Like, oh, we're going <laughs> yeah. all over the place. I'll tell you what. What was? I'm gonna I, because I don't know where to. T- go ahead if you're enjoying this i, if, I, I love it I, I, okay but well, you know what where, where else is there left to go except ufos or cryptids so okay <laughs> and you know well, why let's... i'm saying this because i know that there's ufo sightings out there and i've spoken to a lot of people that uh either are you know have uh, an interest in the cryptid field and or ufos and they've said you know that, that they've seen after a while when they track these sightings that they dovetail with UFO sightings sometimes coincide with more sightings of cryptids of different types. And I right. was wondering if you had come across anything like that.
1: Yes. And uh, there's an area east of Santa Fe. Uh, the slang name for it is the Pecos Triangle. And that's where uh, people disappear, vanish into oh. thin air. And, uh, okay, we got UFO. We've got uh, people saying that there's something on out there. Um, you know, like, uh, gosh, you know reptoid or or snake or uh something on out there other people saying okay well every now and then you know they've seen something uh the bigfoot sightings that uh pretty much stopped uh, decades ago but there was um yeah uh gorilla-like sightings before there was even bigfoot on up there or before the term bigfoot came on up there was a uh track found out there back like in the early 50s and all kinds of things but if the point being about this is let me uh oh i'm going to give a plug to uh to this one guy he this frenchman uh did his name is robert uh, no his name is lionel cammy c-a-m-y and he just released a uh a documentary mm-hmm. on the triangle and it features me quite a bit okay. so uh what we do not get into on this show Uh, Look on up, and it's in English subtitles, Lionel Cammy uh, Pecos Triangle, and that'll go into more of the missing. But the thing about this is on out there, you get UFO uh, sightings, you get missing people, and uh, one is linked to another. Uh, uh, Gosh, you've got cattle mutilation, uh, but I mean, these missing uh, uh, people are are. Something that even Rod Serling wouldn't be able to get away with. Right. Uh, I'll, I'll give you this one story of uh, uh, this, and, and you're going to see on my, let me give you my website, santafeghostandhistorytours.com, santafeghostandhistorytours.com. You can uh, go onto that. It's over 200-some pages. You're going to see me searches, investigation, doing all kinds of stuff where people have vanished into thin air. And uh, I, there's books that you can get on, go to my website and buy them uh, concerning phenomena like this, etc. Okay, there was this guy, I think it's going to be about, what, uh, 9, 10 years ago. His name is uh, Mel Nadel, and you can Yahoo him, you can Google him,
2: okay. and
1: he's one of these guys who just disappeared in the thin air. And the thing about this is it's early September and he goes on up to a, the base area of the triangle. It's really not a triangle, but we like triangles. It's going to be like a squashed oval, how far it extends, that's debated, etc. But anyway, him and his buddies go hunting, and he's they set up their, their, their tents, and he says, uh, you guys go knock yourself on out. I'm going to build a blind, and if something shows on up, mm-hmm. I'll take it on out. So uh, as, I do, as I talk about that, my phone just falls off the <laughs> the table right here. Uh, er, er, we're channeling er. something over here. Okay. Been nice knowing you. It's like, okay, let's change the subject. <laughs> anyway, so uh, uh, the the two guys get back at dusk, and uh, Mel's vehicle still there. Uh, no Mel. They crank off some rounds. No response. They turn on the lights, and, you know, the horns, everything else, and Mel doesn't come to the camp. So they've got to go to the ranger station, and file a missing report and then get the state police. And I'm going to say this is like the third or fourth largest search in New Mexico history. You have professionals, amateurs, Cessnas, Huey helicopters, Blackhawks, etc. And they find Mel's tracks right away. And Mel's tracks go roughly, this is important, roughly about 120 yards away from the camp. And they just truncate. There's no mountain lion prints. There's no bear prints in the area. There's no spent casings. There's no sign of a struggle. Now, this is nine or ten years ago, and since that time, no bone or no clothing of his has been found, and uh, uh, none of his accounts have been touched, and uh, that's just one of many people that uh, vanish on up in this area here. Now, one of the things that... uh, Okay, we can talk about dimensional door, UFO. Right. And uh, one of the things that uh, Cammie brought on up, and I don't like to go down that road about this here, but, um, okay, when he vanished, it was going to be what the date was going to be 696. And, of course, the way the French do it with Nostradamus, they're going to always have... You know, reverse one, reverse the second letter, reverse the second number. That's part of the code. And when did he uh, disappear? On the day of 666.
0: Well, that's right. Because if you reverse it, yes, I see what you mean.
1: And now there's another person that that happened to on another. Uh, yeah, well, anyway, point being about that is, is uh, you know, the suspects are many. I mean, what is it? Is it, you know, a, a doorway to hell? Is it a doorway to another dimension? Is it UFO? Is it... Uh, right because
0: normally you would think well if they would have found some type of either because you know you hear sometimes people disappearing and then their remains eventually are found right you know they they find skeletal remains or they find something uh or like what you said you know you you see some type of uh there was predation you know some animal got them and dragged them off and what was left of them then the scavengers you know did away with it but you still have some clue like this is what happened to this poor guy
1: Well, here's the thing, is um, I was, my last investigation on up here uh, for him, uh, not only did I have, uh, you know, digital, but I took a 35 millimeter. And um, I ended on up with my cell phone acting on up. I mean, I was getting all of these. Uh, telephone messages on my cell phone when I was up there in the area where Mel disappeared. In other words, there's this dirt road and Mm -hmm. there's, you know, the campsite, etc. Anyway, uh, it got so bad that my phone fried. Uh, The the people said, I don't know what happened to your your, your cell phone. Okay, now, okay, so cell phone, uh, uh, everything's out. I still got my 35 millimeter. Okay, so I take pictures of that area and when it's developed in that area the pictures become darker and darker and darker. Now, he has some of them up on the website, that uh, Lionel Cami, And then uh, they change and they go lighter and lighter. So people say, well, Alan, you know what? Your settings were off or it was bad film. Well, maybe, maybe not. But how come it was just in this area where uh, everything went to darker color so that it was noir, it was just complete black, some of these uh, photos there? Uh, uh In that area, see that's the power, that's the energy of that area there.
2: Right,
0: and and I hate to say it, but sometimes you know, the most basic, like a camera, you know, like you say that that you just took, you know, you had your digital camera. Sometimes they capture stuff that other equipment fails to to pick up on. Well, you know everything
1: that, was well. Everything was sma- Everything went wrong with my other stuff. So not only had my old reliable 35 millimeter so I was taking pictures of the, with the 35 and mm-hmm. uh, that uh, as I said uh, it, it malfunctioned but then when we got out of there and it took some more photos they're fine and of course isn't you know, you that weird when they yeah and of course we're using all kinds of instruments um, and you can say well Alan the, some of these instruments the batteries were weak well I can't prove that some of them were strong and uh, look what happened how they got drained uh, yeah I mean uh, uh, our, our, our Jeep stalling on that dirt road and then it's yeah. smelling like it's going to explode i mean I, I turned to my pal i said you know has this ever happened before because we weren't using my jeep we we're using his jeep and he says, no alan this has never happened before uh this smells like a gas bomb i mean wh- wh-, i said uh, did you flood the no alan did flood the carburetor uh you know uh, yeah just really strange things happening on over there and uh, right. i'm going to be going on up there to do another investigation in mid-july you know, dig it. And uh, uh, Marlene, you know, you're invited, but you've got to well, bring your own
0: weapons. I don't have a problem with that. I've got my own. Don't worry. <laughs> and I've got a concealed weapons permit to go with it.
2: But uh, <laughs>
0: let me tell you, and I'm going to interject this real quick, and the reason why I say that is that uh, right now they're televising, I want to say, is it the Travel Channel, History Channel, one of these, the Mysteries of Skinwalker Ranch. And it's, you know, the, the, you know that, that area, that Skinwalker Ranch up in Utah was bought by these, uh, a new guy. And he brought in a new team. To make a long story short, one of the anomalies that they've encountered is like um, when they go to certain areas. One of the one of the guys on there. I mean, they've had a different an- weird stuff. Is his phone goes berserk? It starts like just y- y- you know, like uh, basically just like if somebody was handling it or you know had access to it going through different apps it goes crazy and it's happened more than once and when you mentioned that thing about the phone i was like wow what is what's going on here is there some correlation where certain areas because you know of course skinwalker ranch is what it's notorious for is ufo sightings um you know what what is it that you know maybe I don't know some type of magnetic or God, who knows what type of energy or that we fail to recognize affects electronics
1: the correlation okay, here's the correlation very, very good okay, here's the thing uh there's going to be this stargate this this you know or portal or portal says or something on up there uh, as it opens and closes and moves around up there at the Skinwalker Ranch in Utah. The same thing is there in the triangle. And that's how come we get these shades, we mm-hmm. get these UFOs, uh, dimensional beings, uh, whatever uh, uh, you want to call it okay. or categorize it, and that's what we have uh, with that. And then that's going to go into uh, the gin. I'm going to say that there's a, this doorway, that the gin there's, you know, depending on translation, five or six different tribes of the jinn. Mm-hmm. Okay, the skinwalkers, that's going to be one of the tribes of the jinn. And, for example, um, throw something your way, and all of the Latinos are going to disagree with me violently, but they're going to say that La Llorona mm-hmm. is yes. a Jinn. Isn't that okay? Let's
0: go down that. Let's go down that rabbit hole right now,
2: I, Alan. I, let's go down I, I the do rabbit not. hole. Okay. Yes.
0: Okay. <laughs> because I mentioned to you once okay. that La Llorona, it has a, a kind of like a, a. It has different sources. You know, you get different stories as to what the origins of La Llorona is. But uh-huh. I want to hear you how you come up with it. And I'm not saying no. On the contrary.
1: Okay, well, La Llorona, freely translated, means the crying woman. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, this is not to be confused with that apparition that was warning Emperor Montezuma uh, the second that the Spaniards are on their way across the uh, uh, ocean to topple the empire. That's something completely different. We're talking about a uh, lethal entity, a lethal energy. Okay. Okay. Now, La Llorona is a shapeshifter, just like what the djinn are. The djinn are transformers. They're shapeshifters. Uh, when you see her far away, she's going to look like a beautiful Hollywood starlet. Up close, she's looking uh, like a ravaged hag from hell. And um, as far as this area goes, okay, La Llorona has been seen and heard. Um, southern Colorado, New Mexico, Texas, Mexico. A ghost does not have that kind of travel radius.
2: Mm-hmm. What does
1: a gin? And it even says in the Quran and the Mohammedan books that after the jinn lost their war against the angels, that there was these doorways that move around and that the jinn can come into this world and they're the enemies of humanity. And that's what I'm saying that this, La Llorona, they're gonna say it's, it's this woman, it's her spirit who killed her two kids and right. then she suicided. I'm mm-hmm. going to say, well, all right, that's fine. Uh, that happened, but you're misidentifying this force as this woman who did that. If this is not a ghost. This is not the ghost of Maria. This is a, 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 a shapeshifter who you're giving uh, giving the history of what happened here in Santa Fe uh, to this djinn. and that's what we have with 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 this gin. And since uh, well, okay, since nine eleven. And, and before that, uh, people, I, I shouldn't, okay, I'm going to, because I don't want to give people ideas about this, but, um, uh, well, all right, um, a lot of people have been making deals with, they got into uh, the dark areas of Mohammedism, mm-hmm. and they want to make deals with these energies, the jinn okay. and that's one of the things that's been happening uh since we got involved in the Middle East, uh, just by osmosis, people hearing about this, oh, I want to cut a deal, I want to do this, just right. like with what we have a lot of, the, well, for lack of better words, Los Gringos, Los Gabachos in Mexico, they hear about uh, mm-hmm. Juchipotli, and they want to do deals with that, with their drug uh, right. deals here. Okay, so, for example, you go onto the YouTube, and you see, what is it, the second tower coming down
2: mm-hmm.
1: on 9-11, you look in the smoke, and you're going to see a djinn coming on out in the smoke there. It's going to be like something out of the Wizard of Oz. It's kind of odd that you mentioned that mm-hmm. in 1939. Of, you know, I'm the great Oz. Exactly. And, you see the, and you're going to see the Oz character with a, a curtain and the flames. You look at that smoke of that tower coming down, and you're going to see a djinn.
0: Wow. i got to look at that again.
1: Okay. Do that, and you're going to, uh, um, you know, do the right, uh, you know, the camera has to be, I don't know, I forget if it's from, the, from which side, which direction of the composite is, but as you see it coming on down and the smoke going on up, you're going to see this uh, character who looks demonic, you know, with the ears, the nose, the eyes, etc., uh, uh, you know, a uh, flattened top head that has a little bit of a curve on it, uh, oblong head, and the smoke going on up.
0: And the truth is, I mean, I haven't looked at it because, you know, watching that makes me very sad, even though it it happened. Difficult to believe 20 years ago. And we're coming up on the anniversary, so I haven't looked at it for a long time because, like I said, it makes me very, very sad. It makes me cry, to be honest with you. Uh, But I'm going to go back and I'm going to look at that.
1: See, a lot was was unleashed that we don't know about mm -hmm. uh, uh, by people that are messing around with the dark arts, and that's one of the things about the wars in the Middle East, the greed, some of these uh, uh, people, I mean, you look at who they're uh, attached to and who their money people are. Modern-day politicians, I mean, you know, attached to, uh, well, look at the House of Windsor. You look at the, the, uh, uh, that banking family from France. You look at uh, yes. the Rockefellers. You look at mm-hmm. all of the stuff that they've been involved in, as far as uh how to say uh, dark energies it's it's amazing so you, you say yourself well okay let's this you know they they want power this outside force wants its power they want to control from the top of the pyramid so they're turning the americans and the rest of the world into sheeple.
0: well you know what a lot of people say is that you know people that engage in this type of like quid pro quo with whatever you want to call it uh, demons jin it, you can name anything you want it's 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 you don't get something for nothing in other right. words and a lot of times i've uh i've heard that uh sometimes that uh they they say even in hollywood for example uh a lot of people that lose their children like to weird deaths or suicide like a disproportionately high um is because it's almost like that's like that that's one of the um agreements deals Deals, the deals that you that you make when you go into this and it's really funny because we talked about this earlier rosemary's baby and what is the entire theme of rosemary's baby was that he would uh basically this this guy this director which you know was rosemary's husband made a deal basically offering his wife up in exchange for being famous.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. You know. And, and, and here's some of the stuff about that. We talk about timeline on over here, and we don't have time to get into time tunnel or time being stopped outside of this world or this kind of stuff on over mm-hmm. here, but we talked about Lolita, the ranch outside of uh, Santa Fe, 1963, and then the Epstein Ranch, the Lolita Ranch later on. Well, for example, where that woman uh, falls onto the sidewalk and is killed in the movie. Right. You go X amount of feet over, and that's where John Lennon got killed and murdered. Really? Yeah, you know, at the, what's the name, the Dakota uh, Hotel? Yeah, the Dakotas, I think it's called, or something like that, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, and, of course, Yoko Ono is a a witch. Uh, You know, she's uh, she's doing all kinds of uh, incantations. Uh, As far as Roman Polanski... Yeah, I mean the guy oh, is a pedophile. He's, he's a pedophile, uh, bad guy, uh, uh, Satanist. His wife, Sharon Tate, was a Satanist. Uh, she got uh, what do you call it? Uh, it's not. It's, there's a word for it. It's uh, for you join the cult. That mm-hmm. happened in England in 1967 in that movie called. Uh, Devil's eye, or the no, the uh, the needle eye of the needle, or something like that, right? So, yeah, something like that. It's with, uh, I, I think, I think it's the eye of the devil, uh, or some, uh, Anyway, it's. Uh, yeah, I of the devil. I of the devil. Okay, and uh, yeah, and then of course, how she dies later on. In other words, you know, they're always going to try to put Sharon Tate as this Lily White, innocent, small right. white. No, I mean she was. Uh, she was, uh, you know, uh, a gamer to get ahead and do what it took uh, in, in in Hollywood. Well, even even in the North role Tennessee. that she played in *Value of the Dolls*. Yeah,
0: it was it was, a, you know, it was a dark. If you look at the film in and of itself, when Jacqueline and Susan did that novel, I mean, there was a lot of truth in it, but it was a very dark kind of uh, a film.
1: Well, I was really surprised when that came on out, and I was surprised at how it went. And it wasn't, how do you say, uh, there's ways of doing darkness, right, to make it <laughs> an interesting story. On that yeah. one, after you see that one back in 67, you say, i got to go take a shower.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you have to understand, people have to think of it, what we were talking about in context of the years when it was released. You know, nowadays, we see some of the stuff, and we're like, oh, okay. But back then, that was like, huh? Yeah. That was like very um, gritty or too, too truthful and, you know, yeah, that, that, that's, uh, that people don't realize that 50 or 40 years ago, that kind of film or the subject matter, the way it was treated.
1: Yeah, it was, th- it was treated in a, uh, 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 well, uh, it didn't glamorize anything. It was, okay, no. uh, in your face yes. and, uh, it got away with as much as it could back in 67 and, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and you have some, uh, actresses in there that you think, wow, uh, um, I'm used to them in a wholesome role. Look what they're portraying right here. Ugh. Right. And well, and, and
0: now that you say that, you remember you. I'm, I'm sure you've heard of Jane Mansfield. What happened with her when she yeah. had that accident? That like pretty horrific.
1: Well, here's the story. But okay, uh, I'm gonna give you the punchline on this one here. Maybe you, maybe you've heard it. Maybe you haven't. Okay. okay. She was a satanist herself too. Right. That's she why went I heard. The wrong, yeah. She went the wrong road. And she and Sammy Davis Jr. and uh, others became part of the Anton LaVey uh, Temple of Set or House of Seti, whatever it was, that uh, um, Devil's Den, uh, Devil Church in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, she made her deal, and uh, Anton LaVey was—I forget what he was doing. He's casting. We he had just finished casting spells or whatever, and he's cutting. Uh, A newspaper and I I forget why he's cutting the newspaper if he wants to get words on out of it uh, titles so he can burn them or you know put words together and burn them for for his invokings or whatever and he's cutting and then he turns around the paper of what he's cut and what did he do he had just cut off the head of Jane Mansfield from the body in an advertisement for her movie how does she die she dies from decapitation decapitation outside in Orleans in that car accident
0: Right. That's. And you know what? Because I had heard the story, and this is the thing. You know, you hear the story that who Anton LaVey was after was the guy, her boyfriend, who was, I don't know if he was a manager or something. And that the the story I heard, which I think a lot of people have heard, was that Anton LaVey told her, stop hanging out with this guy. In other words, I'm going to do something against him, and if you're in the vicinity, you're going to get it. Mm -hmm. I think to myself, you know, you're going to tell me that if supposedly Anton LaVey did something against this guy, I mean, they couldn't have been there 24-7 because it was a pretty horrific death. Her children were spared because they were asleep in the back seat of the vehicle. Right. But, you know, her and this guy, you know, it was a horrible death, uh, the way they died in that car accident. Um, let me tell you, uh, it leads me to believe that it, it, I, there was more to it than... Her just happening to be at the wrong place at the wrong time.
1: And yeah, it was, sounds more plausible targeted. like yeah. what you said. Yeah. She, uh, the guy was uh, targeted. She was there. And, oops, uh, you know, he's casting all this stuff. I'm going to get that, her, her lover. I'm going to get her boyfriend. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And uh, he's, and then uh, uh, by accident, he says, uh, he turns and he, well, uh, I didn't mean to uh, cut her uh, uh Decapitate that picture of her. It was on the back page of the newspaper, and I'm cutting out all these titles because I want to, to make some sentences and then burn them and do my casting or whatever it was, the story. And again, too, then other people say, well, no, 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 that's, the, uh, that's not the inside baseball. He really was aiming for her as well, too. I don't think so because uh, yeah, he still coveted her.
0: Well, you know what? If people don't realize that. You know that Mariska Hardigay, Hargitay mm-hmm. from um, the
1: uh, terrible police show.
0: Well, that's her daughter. They don't look yeah. anything alike. <laughs> that is Jane Mansfield's daughter. Right. But they don't realize that of course she has her dad's surname and they don't look they don't look she doesn't look they don't look anything you know alike when you at first glance. So people don't realize that that's her daughter. But yeah, the um I think that there's more to it because I had heard that uh, at some point that Jane Mansfield was being used as an altar as a human altar. Right. when they were doing um, whatever, their, their black masses or stuff like that. So, she, yeah. I mean, she was pretty deep into this. She wasn't out in the crowd, you know, looking at what they were doing at the altar. She was the altar.
1: Well, yeah, she and, well, here's something on else. For example, a uh, very underrated singer. I don't know if he's still alive, but he had a very good voice. Uh, Englishman, uh, Ingle- well, I guess he was born in India, Ingelbert Humperdinck. Yes, of Okay, course. he uh, bought uh, Mansfield's mansion. And he had all kinds of problems with the spiritual, uh, the spirit activity there. Really, I never yeah. heard that story. Wow! I do investigations all over, my dear. You got to come. We got to go and. Uh, yes, we do. We do. We do. we do. Because yeah. let me
0: tell you something. I had never. You know, I've heard of different things in certain. You know, certain, certain houses in you know in LA and you know those canyons where they've. You know, you hear kind of some weird stuff, but I had never heard that about Inglebert Humperdinck buying Jane Mansfield's wow yeah and and are you surprised
1: i am not no i'm not because uh, uh uh and engelbert seemed to be a pretty good guy so i can see how come that uh he would uh uh how do you say well i mean for that for that strata of human being i mean he wasn't as bad as the others and uh he tried to do well and um with jane mansfield what was it there was a um uh, heart-shaped, like a Valentine heart uh, pool that always gave them problems and this wall that would kind of look like uh, uh, but with this one, I can maybe believe it uh, that sometimes it will look like it would be dripping blood Aww. and I'm thinking to myself, okay, that's going to be like third grade, but you know, you look at that kind of power of of, of you've got these people that uh, will do anything to to uh, Gain notoriety to to gain fame to gain money. Uh, so yeah, so who knows just exactly what they tapped on into. Now, as far as Jane Mansfield go, uh, in the few how do to say uh, interviews, she came across as a nice person. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you just say to yourself, geez, Louise, just uh, uh, just that that too bad she went the wrong way and there's other people that you say to yourself well you know uh, you came across as a bad person in the interview or the person that i met wasn't a very nice guy and uh okay so you're into this well you know good riddance i mean just you know be right. out of my way and uh yeah i mean look at sammy davis jr and look at madonna i mean for example i mean she had that uh, uh in essence uh uh mendez black mask during the super bowl a number of years ago i mean mm-hmm. yeah, it's right in your face and people don't get it right and people there's a lot
0: of sometimes symbology
1: mm-hmm.
0: and people don't know how to interpret the symbols yeah you know they just think of it as showbiz, or
1: oh that's so that's so out there <laughs> that's, or or the, the I mean, if i talk about mendez you know, people don't going to know that that's going to be the uh 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 mr scratch in a uh with a devil's head uh that's you know the for those people, it's going to have the pentagram and uh, the skull of the, de- uh, of the, uh, of the goat. Uh, that's the Mendez character. Remember the way that she was, people, and uh, the way she posed at the beginning of mm-hmm. her dance act and with the flames, etc. Anyway, so, yeah, she was, uh, again, too, right in your face. She's bringing uh, uh, satanic uh, energy there. Just like, right. for example, the, the, um, the, I guess, what was it? I'm trying to think of it, Altamont Concert on December the 6th, 1969. And they did a documentary on it with the Rolling Stones called Give Me Shelter. But in essence, what that was, that was just an, uh, people went to go, you know, have a good time, listen to music, but it was a disguised uh, summoning of uh, a Luciferian mass. This is where, you know, Mick Jagger's dancing around in his uh, wizard, uh, see-through type of clothes, etc. And uh, what's his name gets killed there in the audience. The Hell's Angels there is doing the security. Are you familiar with this one? There, uh, M. Uh, no, what I'm, talking I'm not. About no. Okay. Well, there was this uh, concert that was done t- in 1969 uh, outside of San Francisco, and it was bigger than Woodstock. Like, f- minimum was 250,000 thought. Uh, Four hundred thousand people. Yeah, and it was at this uh, drag racetrack. It's kind of like in this valley there in Altamont, California. So you had, in essence, basically a uh, uh, a black mass there, and this is when. The Rolling Stones really started getting dark and going into, you know, their music, the sympathy for the Devil, this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So they got the Hells Angels there as their security guards, and uh, they also had Jefferson Airplane at the time before they went to Star All these groups on over there. And you had, uh, gosh, a murder right in front of the stage there. You had uh, uh, some other deaths that the, well, well, worthy murder, it looks like they were, like three other people there in the crowd that were murdered. But you have, uh, in the documentary, you can see this one guy, Hell's Angel, going after this other guy uh, uh, with a knife, and the other guy had a pistol. Uh, Yeah, it's it's, it's really a wild thing. In other words, you had these uh, bonfires. In other words, it's going to be like a uh, uh, disguised uh, 1933 Nuremberg rally, but it's going to be for... Um, in essence invoking uh, lucifer
0: so basically what 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 you're also telling me that there was some type of human sacrifice disguised as violence you know what i'm saying between individuals
1: yes Mm -hmm. exactly i mean you go to these go to these things and that's what what you're getting for example uh uh we talked about uh, what the movie was of roman polanski's sacrifice Mm -hmm. about what's going on here and uh, uh, the deal making, and then what Roman Polanski did with his deal making, and for him to become this uh, power broker, and then for him to have enough juice to not get extradited to the USA and still make movies, yeah. and then for you have all these uh, uh, cream cheese brains. Well, they're not cream cheese. They're they're, they're smart because yeah. uh, the the uh, they've made their choice. The the Salma Hayek's, whatever, and the uh, Harrison. Uh, Fords, and they'll say, oh, no, no, he's an artist. Uh, What he did, uh, that's not rape. Well, she's 13 years old. Yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. And and I'm thinking to myself, I I imagine just about any man that that moves in those circles of Hollywood and movies, you're going to have to have women throwing themselves basically at your feet. Okay? So my point being that he had no need to get together with a 13-year-old. I'm sure he right. had more than he... If he wanted to get together with any woman. Okay. Yeah. Let's say... Okay, let's say you're one of these guys likes young women. You can't find a 19, 20, 21-year-old. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, it's... it's Yeah. I don't care, you know, what how they want to slice it or dice it. It is what it is. And it's called pedophilia.
1: Yeah, exactly. And the thing about that is... is uh, You know, you look at... It doesn't matter if you're Catholic or if you're going into... Uh, uh, Lutheranism or whatever it is, you're going to go on into what is the big no-no? You do not, you do not destroy innocence. You do not uh, 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 do uh, corrupt the young. I mean, but there is something. That,
0: but if you're, but it see, it depends on what your agenda is,
1: right? Well, if you're the good guy, you say you're not supposed to do that. Exactly. But if you're a bad guy and you're following the dark arts, then you want to destroy goodness you want to wreck this these people and uh, like for example getting back to uh, this guy uh, goldschmidt who was uh, yeah, i think he was even the uh, governor of oregon if not even a senator he's having this affair with this 13 year old to 17 year old and she ends up afterwards just so destroyed uh, she's a druggie and i don't know she dies uh, and I, I i would presume that it's going to be suicide because she most people that that happens they just mm-hmm. you know poison themselves with drugs and alcohol as a, sure. as a pacifier, and then we got his right-hand man being the mayor here in, Albu- uh, in Santa Fe. Anyway, he said, well, oh, I didn't know anything. Yeah, he, you know, you SOB, you did know. I mean, you, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, we'll but, but, but get back to, uh, uh, uh my name's Mud, value. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I tell it like it is. Anyway, getting back to Polanski on over here, look at the movies that he's done and, and yeah. uh, uh, the awards that he's gotten and you can just see how dark hollywood is and with uh, uh what the uh, uh, give to us today. Uh, oh no, I think I think and when we talked garbage. about this, you know. I think that a lot of people
0: you know, I tell everybody, everybody says you know the the exorcist, you know how everybody wigged out back in 73 mm-hmm. when the exorcist came out. And I'm I'm not going to say you know, I'm it is it it's a very uh well-made horror movie, but I think that the people reacted the way they did. The notoriety of it is that, overall, I think the American public were innocent. They was not worried. They were not prepared
1: for the impact of that movie. You're right, and one of the things about that, you're so so right, because it's really a tame movie. I remember yeah. uh, that movie uh, back in '73. And, okay, with maybe the music and maybe the kitchen scene, that was kind of creepy. But everything on else, no. But, of course, you see, a lot of Americans don't read their Bible or don't know about this. And, again, innocent. Back then, uh, uh, you know, gosh, uh, uh, well, look at America. I mean, then it was uh, uh, we believed in that if people had money, if people were leaders, they were going to be honest men. And we didn't. We never, ever thought of that, that well, some Ameri- a lot of Americans never thought that evil, the devil, did exist. And right. there was a lot of people that didn't know their, their Bible. But if you knew your Bible and you read it, uh, you say, well, this is tame stuff compared to what's in the Bible. And uh, this is tame stuff to other things that, that has to do with, well, from, with my background, Catholicism. And uh, so, yeah, so you're right. It was a shocker because we were, gosh, infants or, or had gone to sleep and didn't know our stuff like uh, no. the prior generations let's say that had been born in 1910, 1920
0: well, you know the point I'm making is if now the same audience the, the audience now let's say of the 21st century with what all we've been exposed to in Hollywood as far as the graphic violence you name it, whatever you fast forward with <laughs> with the exes and it would be like huh, oh, alright so this kid gets possessed. All right, <laughs> let's go eat at Denny's <laughs> after the movies. It, yeah, it, you know that's that's right. Yeah,
1: because I, <laughs> I, 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 I remember people getting so damn sick afterwards. Oh my myself. God, I
0: heard of people running around, people throwing up, people fainting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I heard that, uh, rec, you know, the 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 you know church rectories were being overrun because of people running to get their priest. <laughs> like people were bugging out, like totally. Uh, And it wasn't only the crazies, because, you know, there's always crazies. It was like everybody, everybody was scared. I remember, I was very young, and I went to see it behind my mother's back, and I was wigged out. I was, (laughs) because, of course, it was like, it was, and I don't know if there's something on a soul level also that recognized the truth in it, even though it was a fictional piece of work. How's that? Well, you
1: know, that's very good, is because even the people that were, uh, okay, how do you say, blind to anything, or Mm -hmm. even very debaucherous. Uh, We saw a truth in it. I remember Johnny Carson on the old Johnny Carson show, Mm -hmm. him talking about it. And you could see how serious and how uh, 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 bothersome it was. For him, and I thought to myself, well, Johnny, I mean, you got all your mistresses and all this stuff oh, yeah. going on here, and uh, you know, you're, uh, and this is really bothering you. But it goes to show you just, uh, you know, what part of his uh, <laughs> conscious was 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 shut off, and uh, then later on, it comes out Johnny Carson was a lot worse than what. Even I thought he was, and uh, with you know with things about his private life and how he lived. But yeah, it, that even disturbed him. And this guy was, you know, the, a right. one of the king swingers of Hollywood. Right. Yeah. You would
0: think, hey, he'd seen it all.
1: Yeah, and uh, yeah, you're right. I remember people. Uh, uh, and to to me, it was uh, no. I uh, uh, it didn't. Uh, well, I, again, too, I was. Well, I, yeah, but a lot of people. It did. It did affect, and, and I can remember like. For example, The Wild Bunch, and it's still a fantastic Western, one of my favorites of all times. But I remember the the big uproar about that, They said it was too much gratuitous violence. No, it wasn't. But, uh, yeah, you're right. America was completely different, and mm-hmm. it's very hard to get that across because we're so jaded, we're so rusted, uh, we're so uh, overcome yeah. with darkness nowadays.
0: Well, you know what, and we, we spoke about this before we record a little bit. But back into around, I want to say the 1970s, late 60s, 1970s really, is when you started seeing movies where the good guys didn't always win. The right. movie ended with like like somehow or other the evil triumphed or the good person didn't, you know, it was like before your movies, no matter how bad or how whatever, you know, goodness triumphed and whether you want to call it unrealistic or not, I I think it, it, it sinks into the subconscious of the country. So always you had this thing which was good, light, whatever, trimes at the end, no matter how bad the bad is. And around that time right. was when they started making movies where that started going out. As a matter of fact, you see a lot of 1970 movies, and they always ended kind of on, like on a downbeat. Like
1: You're absolutely right. And I always thought to myself that ABC led the way on this, and uh, ABC came on out with their own uh, B-movies. It was called mm-hmm. the Movie of the Week. Yes, I remember and, that, of uh, course. And, of course, they had a lot of dark movies. And like I told you before, I got my old, you know, I used to keep journals. I got some stuff dating, way, I'm not going to tell you how far back, but, yeah, I got some stuff, and I was looking back to uh, what struck my, uh, what I wrote down. I mean, this movie that night uh, was such and such, and I thought, wow, this, you know, that's really wild for them to put that on out there. But you're talking about the early 70s. And I can remember, like, some of them um, where, um, okay, uh, had a quasi-downer ending. Uh, like, for example, the uh, Crowhaven Farm. Or there was another one from the mid-70s called the Devil's Triangle. Mm-hmm. Uh, or there was others, gosh, I'm just thinking about uh, from the early 70s. Uh, gosh, uh yeah you're you're absolutely right some really really wicked movies on prime time yeah. where uh evil wins the 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 Brotherhood of Satan with strather martin uh right. and of course that was a, a film that was shot here in sixty nine uh, outside of Santa fe in madrid and uh that's uh a place that has become a a place for <laughs> some really powerful wizards and witches on out there right. and uh yeah yeah a lot of those things and all it is is how do you say uh Uh, getting into the conscience and subconscious so that you're uh, around this type of evil and that you have uh, uh, seeing it inside your house on TV that evil partly wins or completely wins. Right, and this was also,
0: um, didn't they have also that movie that came out, Race with the Devil? It was around in the 70s. You remember that?
1: Yeah, that's going to be with a uh, Warren Oates, like from '74 or so, '75. I know
0: it was like mid '70s. Um, right. That it was. No, it wasn't New Mexico, but it was shot out there. I want to say the 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 setting was somewhere out in the Southwest or something like that. Right.
1: Yeah, and that's about the the four people in a uh, in Winnebago.
0: The, Mm-hmm. Exactly yeah. with the satanic that they and uh, th- but we were talking about not only the thing but the subject matter that didn't. Y- whether you saw a lot of the how can i say that the it wasn't just scary movies that it became very dark very like satanic the The subject matter was always satanic tied in you know that yeah, kind of deal
1: this, yeah this one like from uh I, i'm gonna say just remembered now I, for, I forgot the title i can look it up in my journal or one of my one of my uh papers uh, you know diary whatever uh for lack of better words um uh, it was a movie that was made like around I don't know 72 with Lloyd Bridges, where they all go to this resort and come to find on out uh, they've all died and now they're in hell. I mean, and they're yes. showing that on uh, prime time on Saturday on. night. This is exactly. before Edward Asner got got popular there, and all trying to figure on out, you know, wh- where they're at and how they got here. And yeah, I mean, it just, and, that, and that's tame compared to some other type of stuff of uh, uh, witches and. Uh, uh murders and cults. well you know let's yeah. let's
0: let's use the twilight zone, you know the twilight, but the twilight zone it 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 had its weird sci fi you know themes, but it was never not really
1: dark per se well, it, dark it but, not, but not like yeah. like i can't sleep, yeah, no well, yeah, there were some that i couldn't sleep sleep i mean that's a long time ago, mm-hmm. but uh it wasn't as in how do you say that uh uh uh, luciferian uh mm-hmm. magic wins you you're going to uh, sometimes in those movies it's going to be like or twilight zone uh it's going to give you a lesson this is what happens right. if 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 you do this if you go with badness but in other words it's always going to have i say a silver lining mm-hmm. as compared to those tv movies from the early 70s of yes. just of uh you know uh, uh, darkness is going to win it's all over baby
0: yeah right that and eventually even though sometimes even the main character and I I remember because even though at some point that main character, the white hat, whatever you want to call it, looks like he wins. Then at the end, you see the whatever, you know, triumphs or comes back or is pregnant or something like. In other words, the evil that was, you know, the villain oh, is not really totally vanquished. You know, yeah. there was that that. Uh, and I was like, OK, you know what? I could see that for a couple of movies where they're thinking, let's let's do a, a, a part two on it, you know, a, a subsequent movie. But, yeah, I remember that there was a, a big change in the way, the theme of the good and the
1: evil. Well, it was a big theme that changed all through society, not only with, uh, how do you say, um, TV, but uh, with media, with music, and where you got the beginning of... Uh, the power of the acid rock of the mm-hmm. uh, satanic groups be it uh, uh black sabbath i mean what does black sabbath mean that means you know uh, uh Devil's uh, Mass, you know, and on Sunday, you know, the right. Devil's Mass. You get all this other type of, 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 of music coming on out. You get uh, Americans being bombarded with the negative. Yeah, it's it's amazing. And they get all these other shows, these wholesome shows uh, with uh, light comedy, be it Green Acres or... Uh, yeah, I remember uh, Petticoat
0: Junction. Uh, yeah, Petticoat Junction
1: uh, getting canceled and getting these in-your-face, uh, really crass comedies because they became very crass after mm-hmm. the first year. Which would be like All in the Family or uh, Mod, etc. Now, uh, well, I'll, I'll say this with with mod, uh, you know, you had, um, um, gosh, what was her name? Now I just can't think of it. Uh, anyway, uh, forget about that. Uh, I'll, I'll get into an uh, another line of thought on that. Was as far as what you saw and how society was changing. For example, and we talked about this uh, before I got on the line. And we were just mentioning this, but Sammy Davis Jr., who is, you know, all he's, he's confessed to other people before he died that he was a, a Satanist. And you uh, know what that,
0: that, I remember when I heard that, I was like, huh? I was uh, like. Yeah.
1: Well, he had a, a show on, I think it was ABC. Uh, and it was where he was a devil, uh, let's like, say, living in New York City or Los Angeles in mm-hmm. a human form being Sammy Davis Jr. And it was done with um a comedy type of theme and his stuff was to get people to do bad and uh, i think the show was called poor devil and it lasted only you know x amount of weeks and then it was taken on off and they said it was uh uh it was it was you know didn't get the the ratings i doubt that because there was other stuff that were that stayed on that didn't get the ratings i'm sure that maybe these some of the people say hey you know what this is too much in people's face we can't have well don't you remember
0: that this was around the time that flip wilson his his line was the devil made me do it which right which is funny it's i'm not saying i'm not like like let's not get carried away but you remember that 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 was his signature thing right Uh
1: uh-huh yeah yeah devil made me do it but with sammy davis jr he's playing uh Satan or a devil, whatever, right? Uh, on TV every week. I don't remember
0: that. I gotta look that up. I don't remember that about well, him. Well, I, well, I, I just we... remember him singing Candy Man. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. Okay. Well, he did that very good when yeah. he was, uh, uh, <laughs> I guess, you know, off his cocaine and he could do it good. And I've seen him really do it bad. But there was uh, in the mid '60s, he used to have some uh, a show, and uh, it would come on. I forget. I don't think it was every week. But if you ever see that, look it up on the Internet. Mm-hmm. And at the end, he does some dancing. He was a magnificent dancer. But at the last, uh, as, as the credits are rolling, right. uh, uh, he's, there's a white background. He's silhouetted in black as he's dancing. And then he hunches his back, and he bends his knees as he hops around. And the way that he does his head, it makes him look like the silhouette of the devil as he's going... Yeah. I came to you in your face USA Uh uh-huh yeah Satanism right there
0: isn't that you know that's incredible uh because you know again you know we were talking about that earlier there's a lot of symbolism that people just didn't know what they were looking at they didn't realize what it was in other words
1: yeah
0: and And, and uh because of course we're going to come right back to it. Because people were innocent. <laughs> people yeah, innocent.
1: Look. But now uh, we got the sheeple there, and because yeah. you know the, the 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 kids are are being uh, you know taught that this is not the greatest country in the world, and that's wrong. Yeah. It is. I, I kiss the the ground of this country. Mm. Uh, I don't have to come from overseas. I come You know, I kiss. I'm glad that I'm here. And uh, the thing about that is. Uh, now uh, you know you don't have to camouflage it, and you got the sheep will say, "Oh, we'll accept it." No, I mean, it's and that's going to be the, the the future. That's going to be the big clash. You're going to have a war against Christianity the way that it's going because you're going to say, "Well, you can't do this. Uh, we know better, and uh, science says this, and uh, science is run by Soros." Oh yeah, sure.
0: Well, you know what? And it's a shame because part of this, it, you know, one of the the things that to me personally, this country is that it's it's tolerance. Okay, yeah. live and let live. It's not like one, you know. Of course, you know, you're always gonna have a group of people that are gonna say what we do is better. We're number one, or we're whatever. You wanna? Uh, that's human nature. But at the end, as far as allowing people to live or practice tolerance, has always been, I think, one of the hallmarks of the United States, uh, which is, okay, let's agree to disagree. At worst case scenario, or, hey. I'll just ignore you, uh, you know.
1: I'll do my own thing. And that well, was yeah, it. Yeah. Well, the thing about that, the thing about that is, if you disagree now oh, with, oh. with with a, with, a, with the liberal Democrats, you're you you uh, saying yeah. that you are s- systemic racism. No, no. So, okay, it,
0: it, it becomes it bec- it, 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 it's out of proportion totally.
1: Right. So I disagree with them about uh, about uh, the uh, economy. Uh, no no i'm not a racist okay well then i'll disagree with you about uh um, let's see about uh us buying fuel from uh the middle east rather than us being self-sufficient like right. we were under trump mm-hmm. well no yeah. that doesn't make me sis- okay well then if i si- if i disagree with you that uh oswald was not the lone gunman <laughs> oh you're, 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 you're <laughs> just right, exactly. yeah exactly it becomes yeah. everything yeah. leads everything. you know
0: yeah how do we yeah. end up at the same the yeah. same ending if we you know Right, exactly, and no, so no gotta, there's no tolerance yeah. now. There isn't. There Big isn't. brother,
1: you know. So yeah, so 1984. No, you I'm not gonna be that way. i just like a, uh, for example, well, with, with uh, Americans have just got to say no more. You got the Constitution, this is the way it is, and right. you stand on it, and you do not be bullied. And that, what was that word that they use? That phrase? Uh, Which one? It's, uh, that we uh, you mentioned before we got online here, and it was about businesses saying that you are. Um, gosh, that you're not important. Oh, essential. Not, yeah, okay. The, yeah, and here we have these politicos who have all this money and they're getting money from checks every month. because. Oh, yeah, no, they didn't uh, have yeah. to worry about getting paid. Yeah. And they're just going to say, okay, you are not essential. So you restaurant people, you're not essential. Right. Uh, go, you know. Uh, or anything. There's so many yeah. retail
0: businesses were, cod.
1: Yeah. So mom-and-pop type businesses are not essential. But Walmart is, mm-hmm. and a strip joint is, but the uh, liquor, liquor store, yes. we're doing yes. well. And uh, but everything on else, uh, we don't care about your bills. You're not essential. Well, you know what? You are essential, and uh, you know uh, mm-hmm. you make it known that you are essential. And this other stuff about the well, we well, you no, know, your science that you're saying about this and that, and about COVID and about uh, us having to get inoculated again. Uh, you know, no, that's like stuff from the age of Magellan. All it is is control. You want us to seek how you. And, you know, yeah. I, I can't stand it. So uh, people that are listening here, I mean, you are essential and, 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 and tell these people to stick it in their ear. I mean, uh, it's <laughs> but you know what? And this is the thing people don't realize.
0: OK, so in other words, you're only important and essential if it's the big picture. But, yeah. hey, I'm essential to the well-being of, let's say, my family. And that's really yeah. all it comes right down to. Okay, yeah. yeah, because whatever I was doing, which was putting food on the table or a roof over my head and clothing and th- that's all the essential that you really need <laughs> to be as far as I'm concerned uh it doesn't but they they raised the threshold of essential to such a high level that everybody below it just like they got screwed they they got hurt and a lot of businesses and a lot of employee of businesses there's there's it wasn't it was beyond damage there and there's no coming back from it and it's a shame it's a yeah. total shame because it's like a ripple effect you know the the effect goes outwards and yeah there's been immediate effects but even uh even as you go along there's other i mean a lot of people don't realize that you know all these uh, all these payments that they've been making to people to compensate them for their like the 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 stimulus checks People don't realize that, you know, that those things that debt collectors can basically take them away from people. So here you've got people who've lost their jobs. Okay, the way they make their money, a lot of them have probably fallen behind their bills or they got debt collectors after them. And these same people can go ahead and take this money from them. That's meant. So where does that leave the person that was hurt at the end of it? you know through no fault of their own a lot of people don't realize that there was a lot of things that um it 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 looked great except people didn't realize that really the only big giant banks and companies were really the ones that were benefiting at the end when all is said and done it's a shame uh,
1: no I, i i caught that right away i mean i thought to myself okay okay biden I mean, you know, uh, the only time he's not lying is when his lips aren't moving. <laughs> you know, he used that for for, for for, Bush, son of Bush, too. I mean, with, you know, weapons of mass destruction. Oh, I never bought that's that That's a that whole, that's a whole, yeah. that's a
0: whole and different thing. That's, I mean, and, and you know what? I want to say if anything has come out of maybe the last 15, 18 months, is that a lot of people are looking at a lot of recent history, and a lot of people thinking, man, was I wrong? What? Yeah. Or they're just looking at it with different eyes and going, what? You know, because they were too busy. You know what we talked about? Too busy, carrying on, decided to trust the wrong people, the wrong politicians. Didn't look at what laws were being passed, whether they were local, state, or federal. And now they're looking at everything with different eyes. It's like, man, this is a hard pill to swallow, but I better wake up and look right. at and and i think a lot of people before that weren't paying attention are paying attention because it's been a very rude awakening uh, very yeah. rude
1: right and and the thing, yeah and the thing right now uh, okay well, yeah and and uh, you know i i uh, i, I cast shade not only on democrats but also on republicans i mean i cannot mm. uh, yeah. stand uh, i'm an america first type of person uh, you know i want yeah. and uh, this is uh, i i see you know oh the new boss, well, he's going to be just like the old boss. I mean, we got, you know, Billy Jeff Clinton, then we got, you know, son of Bush. I'll tell you something else here, too. Okay, now, uh, think about this. Now, I, well, I'm really going to date my. Well, okay, I'm, I'm going I'm to camouflage this here. Go okay. ahead. But you ask anybody uh, back in November 1963, uh, and they can remember exactly where they were when the news came on over the radio or over TV, of where they were when they heard that JFK had been shot and was being rushed to Parkland Hospital. Mm-hmm. And they can remember uh, you know, who they were, where they were, this kind of stuff, or exactly. the reaction, and, and then the, uh, you know, X amount of time, maybe 45 minutes later, the bulletin that the president is dead. Okay, now, you, you ask anybody, and they'll be able to tell you, right? Okay, now, uh, I, again, because I've been throwing shade on, 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 on Obama and Biden and everybody else, but now I'm throwing shade on Bush Sr. When you asked the late Bush Sr. where he was at, he couldn't remember.
0: That's very telling.
1: Yeah, and you know where he was at? Where? Dallas, Texas. Hmm. (laughs) That's all come on out. He was part of, uh, yeah, okay, part of that group that was there uh, as far as uh, what happened there in Dealey Plaza. And again, Dealey Plaza, this is something else. We'll, we'll get back into the paranormal on this here. Let's go. Cool. De- okay, Dealey Plaza, you know, you have X amount of minutes off of the 33rd. You have X amount of seconds off of the 33rd, the meridian. Mm-hmm. There are these meridians. There's something about the 33rd meridian that in. I wish I had paid more attention to it. There's this one guy about 30 years ago. He knew it backwards and forwards. Old, old man. And uh, uh, about, you know, the, the power of numbers and stuff like this, magic, etc and uh, anyway uh the 33rd meridian the the top level that you can get to uh inside uh, the um, um masons masons is going to be the 33rd mm-hmm. now that 33rd is not by deeds of you know going to burnt hospitals and helping the uh the poor kids or poor people that have been burnt to cinders uh you, the, the 33rd is you got to be picked it's the old boys club so the mm-hmm. 33rd meridian comes into the USA, and it goes to Charleston. Uh, you know, you can have the minutes, the seconds, etc. So it goes to Charleston, South Carolina. So that's where the first uh, uh, Mason temple was. And where does it go? Uh, Dallas, Texas. Okay. Uh, you've got the three roads coming into Dealey Plaza. You've got uh, – in other words, what I'm saying is uh, there's more to it than th- – there's. Uh, say, magic, uh, sexual magic, all attached to that as right. far as uh, the jolt to the American consciousness yes. as when JFK got assassinated there in Dealey Plaza. So then you keep on going west, and uh, where does it go? Uh, Trinity, New Mexico. Uh, Trinity, you know, the mm-hmm. Father, Son, the Holy Ghost. And what happened in Trinity, New Mexico? 1945, July, the first atomic bomb goes off. That's where we Wow, uh, I did not exploded. know that before we dropped them on uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. And then on Japan, what flanks the 33rd? Hiroshima Nagasaki. Wow. See, I'm talking about all these things hidden in front of us. Exactly. And, and, and for example, the only club that you're able to drink liquor in in Disneyland is the top secret Club 33.
0: Yes, I've heard It, it. I've heard of that and it's, what is it? It's there for you to see or if you have the eyes to see it with. But most people are like, you know, dare I say the C word,
2: the conspiracy theorist,
0: you know, one of those, if you talked about that too much because that, that's a way to make you look like a wacko, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> except because that, that's the best way to really, uh, how can I say, make somebody or a certain subject to degrade it, make it, yeah. you know, attach madness to it, you know, if you're associated with it, if you entertain it, if you talk about it, oh, you're one of those? It's right. like, okay, I guess I'm not one of those. Well, let me just stay away from that. Well, here's some Spock. Uh,
1: in an insane world, the sane are decreed insane. Of course. And that's, likely. <laughs> there's a lot of people running around going, God,
0: yes. <laughs> it, it and it's, it's a sad thing. I mean, we can laugh about it, but, I think um a lot of people have been having a uh, mood awakenings uh like I told said before, be- in, in in a very condensed period of time. Yeah. Okay, that's the whole thing and I think and and uh and, and I've spoken about it before on, on um some of the other shows I've mentioned where that I say, you know what, everybody talks about, you know, because of the loss of job and everything and the psychological impact, et cetera and I and I agree with that, but I say but there's another psychological um, how, can, how can I say harm that comes to people that I think that people now it's like man this happens so quickly and my life was altered so dramatically people you, you know used to have this trust of you know of like I can make plans whether you have this job or whatever your plans were if you were a student you were going to go to a, off to school you had plans to get married you had plans on vacation you know this is the hope this is what drives makes normal people happy you know, your plans, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Hey, we're going to buy, a house, whatever, whatever is going on in your world. And I think that a lot of people that had their world so totally from one moment to the next for such a length of time, even though things are kind of like that same trust in the destiny, like it's not there. It's not. People right. have lost it totally. Like, nah, man, I, I never thought this could happen. And it did. And it's still, yeah. but.
1: Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I, I always, uh, uh, way before this happened, I mean, you know, a zillion years ago, I was, I was always, because of background that I had, of uh, uh, experiencing, uh, death around me, et cetera. Uh, some really violent death, uh, that I said, you know, embrace the contemporary. You cannot tell what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And like I used to, you know, uh, say, well, you know, those people on the Titanic, uh, they didn't think that, you know, at, uh, dinner time,
0: oh, that come,
1: uh, winter, uh, come, uh, midnight, that they're going to be in the Atlantic, or uh, no. they're going to yeah, and the same thing. Like for example, you look at somebody who was you know delivering newspapers there on uh, September 11th, or somebody who's working there at, at dawn, know. and he passes by the Twin Towers. You know, he's never going to think that well, you know, uh, a few hours from now uh, it's going to be a couple of piles of rubble. And right. that's what I always tell people is you know you've got to live in the contemporary. Sure, okay. Do watch your money and, and and try to do the best you can inside the ca- uh, capitalistic uh, business. But remember, you're here to grow your soul. You're not here to uh, get attached to all these baubles and take your mind uh, mm-hmm. into the heroin of watching NFL football or that being your god or or, yeah. or this or that. You're supposed to do other things. And uh,
0: yeah, and but it. you know what? And also part of this was to me is that even when you had 9/11, okay. It was a certain part of, of the country. You know, as a matter of fact, I remember the rest of the United States, we poured in. People were donating money, whatever, I mean, whatever it took. I mean, everybody just, like, helped New York. And when we have natural disasters in another part of the country, the rest of the country turns around and does help them. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It's But now this was, like, across the board. Okay? <laughs> Nobody was spared on this. And I think that's why it was, like, Wow. Um th- th- it's almost like that 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 um how can I say it that sense of invulnerability that I think a lot of people have because of where we live and how we live it's evaporated
1: well, here's the thing, and this is something that I'll give to uh, a guy who I admired in many ways, G. Gordon Liddy, mm-hmm. and uh, they got this and they put it into a line in some TV show, but he he was pretty smart about this. He says, okay, as Americans uh our first lingo is not pain it's going to be english but if you go into other parts of the world like vietnam uh cambodia but then they change their names Campuchia, to you know laos
2: mm-hmm. Wh- what's
1: the first what's their lingo it's pain so if you grow on up around pain then you're gonna you know that's your that's your language is pain then you're going to be aware of how fleeting this life is right. and uh that's the difference between what we had uh, uh as, yeah. as, as as you know uh you know uh, couch potatoes
0: yeah yeah we've been very sheltered you know we take a lot of the good fortune that we've had for granted and this is the first time we've kind of some of us now i'm not going to say like i said depending certain people have lived in certain moments of time in the united states that they felt the pain you know yeah but overall i'm saying is a majority at the same time (laughs) yeah a lot of people uh had a, a a moment where it was like Okay, it's like, pinch me. This is a nightmare, right? Like,
1: Right. And again, too, you know, like our, our, our garbage disposals, our garbage disposal eats better than 90% of the world. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, no matter how bad it is here in the USA, lack of education or whatever, the game is made in such a way that if you're ambitious and you want to in the game... You're going to become a player and you're going to be able to make money and live a comfortable sure. life. Yes. You can be a plumber, you can do this, you can do yeah, that. Of course. Sure. You, you, yeah. you know, if you don't have the education, you can't become a doctor, you can't do this. But there are ways to make even more money. And than live doctors. a
0: very, very comfortable life. Yeah, very comfortable yeah. life.
1: Yeah. Once upon a time,
0: not. I don't know about the future, but. I don't
1: well, in the future, uh, <laughs> say, okay. I don't know. That's you know, still up for grabs. The, I the, think. The, three, the three B's bullets, beans, and bandages. There be prepared. Because uh, Vime, uh yanked his uh, country into civil war. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a couple more bees, too. Now, if to, I want to be PG, all okay, in right. Bibles, and then if I want to say another way, you know, like you know, old comrades, well, then it's a uh, well, the cleaned-up version is broads. Okay, there you go, whatever, but yes.
0: But I was going to say, you got to be Hispanic yeah. when you throw that beans thing in there.
1: <laughs> Mucho frijoles. Mucho frijoles. Arma, That's right, yeah. it's all
2: good. <laughs>
1: yeah i'm telling you it's it's
0: it's yeah yes i, I
1: <laughs> that's why i was laughing <laughs> that's great hey, okay yeah i, I just <laughs> I'm I, you. my authenticity just snuck out again yeah, oh, okay. but, well you know what the
0: necessities of life such as yeah. they are you know everybody every, that's, that's great <laughs> Anyway, Alan, thank you so much. It has been absolutely wonderful to have, with you, have you talk to us and tell us your stories. It's been great. <laughs> yeah, it's been wonderful.
1: I really enjoyed let my Let me tell you something. You.
0: I, I've been – I have a um, – I'm going to be oh, putting – my...
1: okay, you... okay, let me give you my – at the end, let me give you my address. Go my ahead. Uh, go ahead. I'm going to put it okay, on the credits people... of
0: the show, but for the podcast okay. listeners, go ahead and okay. put out your
1: website. Okay, to get a hold of me and uh, to do a tour with me or get me as a, a lecturer or buy one of my books or whatever – um, the website is Santa Fe Ghost and Santa Fe Ghost and Or Google or Yahoo, Al Pacheco, Santa Fe Ghost. And uh, my website, you'll see my yes. email. Yes, you come cetera, up right up away on, on any of the yeah. searches.
0: By the way, I've been having a slide that's come on. As a matter of fact, right now you can see it says Tours of Santa Fe, and it's got your Santa Fe Ghost and but of course, the people that are going to see it are the people that are going to see the video version of the of the interview. That's why I wanted you to give out the information for the podcast listeners, so that oh, they yeah. can have it.
1: Well, I'm going to be doing podcasts in the near future. Right, that's uh, what I be, was going to say. Yeah. So, uh, and it's going to be uh, well, one's going to be on through Apple and through other companies mm-hmm, here. And uh, mm-hmm. if you like uh, those, my take on things and my sure. bad sense of humor, then uh, go to. Uh, Santa Fe Ghosts and Paranormal Tales, and they'll be on out in the next right, few Right, so you're going to put
0: everything, once you get that going, on your website, right? Right, yeah. Okay, on the actual, that, that same website, okay.
1: Yeah, and then of course you can go to uh, Apple or whatever and click on there. Right, 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 there. yeah, no, they're, they're, yeah. they'll
0: take, again, it has been absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much, Alan, and you got to come back because we got we got to keep going with this conversation.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like yeah, two pals there at the, oh, at yeah. the bar. Oh, uh, yeah, it's been great yeah some lagger okay my friend do take care all the best be safe and uh, uh we'll talk when we'll talk absolutely take care okay bye-bye, bye-bye my dear bye-bye wow
2: Ooh.
0: let me tell you <laughs> what's really funny is that i spent so much time talking to alan even before we start rolling that it's like i, I kept thinking i got i gotta stop this i want to i want to I, I wanna record this Because he's got great stories, and I love his sense of humor. And, you know, we were just talking about all the different things, um, you know, that uh, about, I mean, because he's been doing this. His family's originally from that area. He's been living there all his life. And, like, everything. He knows when you live in a place a certain amount of time. I know this. Like, I was born and raised in Miami. I know a lot of things about Miami that only a native Miamian will know. Okay? Because I saw Miami grow up. You know, I saw highways put down, you know. I lived in areas that were. I mean, I remember um, when I was growing up. Miami was East Miami, Miami Beach, and the downtown area, and everything west of that was basically in the southwest area was the agricultural belt of Miami-Dade County. And Besides that, there was nothing else out there. A lot of a lot of dairy cows. Okay, the highly erased Track. So, my point being that when you grow up in an area, you know everything about it you know, the official and the unofficial history of things that have gone on in that city because just, you can't help it. That's why I love talking to him because he's got all this interesting, uh, you know, information about where he grew up in and about his... I imagine that's why he's been doing these tours for so long because he makes them so interesting because I've done tours, I've done walking tours, and believe me, there's the quality of the person that's giving the tour as far as when they start throwing all these stories and behind this not stuff that you hear on the tv and, you know it's, this is stuff that it's like man i didn't know that and that's what i think makes the difference when you have somebody that is from that area and knows all the stories and again i, I like i said i'm going to have a link to his website on the credits of the show and you for those on the podcast that you heard it he, you know he's going to be eventually launching his own podcast having to do with stories about that area and that he's familiar with in the southwest and so forth and as for myself you know go to miami ghost or marlene Parter.com if you either want to submit a story if you want to get information on uh any of the podcasts you know or the videos you know there's a link to the different podcast platforms however and i want to remind people of this if you ever want to listen to any of the podcasts of any of the shows without commercial interruption go to the links that I have there where you you know you can either listen or download the mp3 file directly from my website and there's no commercial interruption none from any of the uh, of the show links that I have on my website once you go to the different podcast platforms you know they they run some type of um, advertising on there so it depends you know, and I know some people have these podcast platforms that this is what they like, this is this is where they get their uh their podcast from. Or same thing with the with the videos, whatever the case. But again, if you don't want to get any uh interruptions, not only in stories of the supernatural, but either Nightshade Diary or Supernatural Storytime, if you get the uh download or listen to it directly, you know, you can click on it and listen to the to the MP three file right then and there it's going to be straight through with no interruptions of any type and again i'm about to um i'm, follow, I'm following up now and just about to um <clears throat> finish up on the book that follows this one okay wait a minute here we go eric which is book 2 of the film noir murders this one's going to be titled hot Dame on a cold slap this this is the book number 1 and basically uh, um it's just different true crime stories that happened, I want to say, between the 20s and the 50s and that a general area of time. And, um, like I said, you know, <clears throat> sometimes there were certain crimes committed that made the papers and notoriety. And even now, they're still writing about it. And, you know, you do these docuseries. But when you do research, um, you run across, man, there was a, some really unusual unsolved crimes or even true crime that were god um you know that you never hear about you never find out about them uh and that's what i've written about you know some guy gained a little bit of notoriety and and that's what one of the things that you found sometimes these um you know because this is around the time that newspaper was king you know people got their news from newspapers and maybe the radio and then maybe tv but mostly it was the newspapers and they ran with these stories uh especially like you know the 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 more horrific let's face it the more attention it got but depending on what was going on some of these stories petered out really quick so basically they were forgotten they got a bunch of attention and then they just especially if nothing came of it if uh leads went cold on a case um and then um it, you know eventually what happened was that some other great story or horrific story came and took its place and then when you you know you come across and do the research and you find and that's what the book is about so if you're one of these true crime aficionados unsolved mysteries like i said some of them got resolved uh some of them didn't. In some cases, you didn't even know who the victim was, much less who did the uh, who committed the crime. And I guess my point is that sometimes we get carried away nowadays, thinking, "Man, people are horrible today." You know, like, or these crimes are so horrific. Man, there's even back then in the good old days, people were pulling off. Uh, there was some really dark stuff going on. You know, those psychopaths, which we did at the, back then. You know, the term serial killer wasn't being used. Um, they uh, they were running around. And my point being that a lot of these crimes, you know, we always think of the angle of revenge, hate, you know, love, you know, somebody that's been, you know, had a love-hate relationship. You know, as those being the motivators for murders. And you'd be surprised. There was a lot of these crimes like today from what you want to consider a psychopath, sociopath, where there was no emotional involvement, did you say, this is what made this person snap and kill another human being? No. There was no, for lack of a better word, it was stranger and got stranger. It was purely the act of uh, killing another human being that made them do what they did. So, and of course, like I said, that term serial killer was not in use, but you could see that in some cases where the perpetrator was not identified or even apprehended, it's like how many other crimes did they commit that were in other words, that they never tied in these crimes as being the, 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 the handiwork of the same perpetrator either because this person was smart enough to move to other areas for a while and then maybe come back Or maybe they had a type of job where they traveled. Or one of those deals. You know. And yeah. And they were smart enough, like I say, to keep their mouths shut and never talk about what they did. And they took it to their graves. Very interesting stuff. So I will keep you guys abreast of when that book is released. Uh, You can find it on my website or through Amazon. And any of my other books, just go to my author page. Uh, it's Marlene Pardo-Pelliser on Amazon, and you'll find all my books listed there. You can either get the Kindle or the print version of the book. Again, Guy, thank you so much. You have been wonderful. I hope you enjoyed this <laughs> show with Alan Pacheco. It's been I loved it uh, because we just went all over the place, and that's what, it's, that's what I consider is a good show, spontaneity. And believe me, we have plenty of that tonight. See you next week. Take care.